Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Time now for the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Let's get nasty on a Tuesday. It's a fast lane on 101 ESPN. Uh, Kerry Davis, he's playing hurt. Andrew Marsh, he's playing hurt. Jamie Rivers is on the ro- on the road, and he's dealing with firewall issues in his hotel. So he was supposed to join us from 2 to 4. He's going to join us for a couple of segments in the first hour via the phone. But, yeah, fast lane limping into today's show a little bit. So you guys Living. look good. How you feeling? Um, how do I say <laughs> <laughs> Like you're not going to make four oh, hours. Man. Oh, yeah. Been yeah. there, though. Rough night. Rough nights. Not feeling well. Just, uh, but, you know, like Jordan in the playoffs, he showed up, didn't he? He did. He made a hell of an impact. So hopefully mm. I can do the same. Yeah. I hope Carrie's not sick because of me. 203. Carrie <laughs> compares himself to Jordan. Yep. Got yep. it. All right. Always. You are, though. That's the thing. So we're going to have a lot of fun today-ish. 203, your time check is brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler. We will get into the Blues. A couple of segments with Jamie, 215 and 230. We also have Joe Vitale. Jamie will join us from the rink as well a little bit later on in the show as the Blues take on the Winnipeg Jets tonight right here on 101 ESPN and the Blues Radio Network. Pre-game starting at 6 o'clock, so plenty of Blues to, to, to come. And we do want your mic drops. BK and Ferrario did a great job of of eliciting some mic drops from you about Cairo and whether or not you would trade him. We're going to take that same approach, although we're going to ask you why. Why do you want to trade Jordan Cairo? And let's be kind of logical and practical about this, right? If you want to just trade him because you don't like his effort on a consistent basis, at least also toss in what you think the Blues should get in return for Cairo. So if we're somewhat realistic about this i think we can we can have some fun with the mic drops but why do you want to trade jordan cairo that's going to be a topic of conversation throughout the show today again leave us a mic drop via the 101 espn app shout out to the snake pit as well via the air alliance team youtube channel you can always reach uh, reach us there when it comes to uh, watching us and providing some questions and stuff when it comes to the chat sunny gray made his cardinals debut in spring training today and he had a bunch of twos. He went two innings. He walked two batters. He struck out two. He also threw out a guy. So Sonny Gray, kind of an uneven performance. Who cares? It's spring training. He right. threw six different pitches today, which I, which I find incredible. Now's the time to work on these pitches. If you're if you're working on something, I don't care if it's Sonny Gray or somebody else. If you're working, if you have been working on a pitch throughout the off season, either something that you've had in your arsenal before that you want to maybe correct or change or you you're working on a new pitch spring training for veterans is about ironing things out if you're dylan carlson carry if you're victor scott it is about improving the role that you currently have or making the team you're sunny gray i don't care what the statistics are for him i just find it to be interesting through six different pitches today in only two innings well i I think it's going to be you know when you're a um (laughs) this is crazy when you're you're doing great carry this is and one segment out of a bunch. A contract, obviously. He's going to be there for a while. He knows he's solidified in his role. And so 
some of those younger guys, you have to work through it. You have to figure out. It, now is not the time to be trying things out when you're a younger guy trying to solidify your role. But, but when you are, are Sonny Gray and know that the contract is solidified, you're straight, you're good to go, you can work on some different things and hopefully figure out, tweak some things. What works well for me in this situation? Is this the right time? Now, I didn't like how that felt coming out of my hand. So maybe he has six pitches now come you know opening day. It's down to four or mm-hmm. five good pitches, whatever the case may be. But as long as they are good, you con- you're confident in them and you're confident in putting them in the location that they need to be in, I think you're okay. Maybe he only had five pitches, and then Wilson Contreras put down a, a sign that wasn't uh, actually call. a pitch. He's that. trying to make yeah. his arsenal a little bit bigger. So you, you know, Marsh, that's that's I'm not just a bad trying thought. to think outside the box here. You never yeah, know. Yeah, you're trying to go Burger King style on this. Sure, outside the bun there. <laughs> wasn't that Burger King? I, I don't know. I thought outside Burger King. No, that's Taco Bell. Yeah, outside the think bun. Outside, think outside the bun. The bun. Yeah. That would make more sense because yeah. Burger King would have they, buns. They do have yeah. Why would they direct you to away from buns? They say have it your way. Anthony. Yeah, and they, that's they right. Commercial yeah. with the tiny hands. BK, that's have the, it your way. There you go. That's yeah. right. Okay, you know Taco Bell, Carrie. That's think outside. That the makes more sense. Yeah, I actually yeah. haven't heard that uh, that uh, slogan though in a while. That or they remember they had the little yeah. Chihuahua yeah. dog. Yeah. yeah, I found I yeah, found I that dog kind of Bell. annoying. Really? Yeah, I don't why? know why. I don't know. Yeah, like it. Yeah, sometimes you just watch something. And you're like, I don't know why, but that's annoying. Hmm. Like hmm. when Russell Wilson talks, you're like, ah, oh, you're annoying. Russell Wilson's a good guy. Is he? Ish. He tries to be. He does his best. He certainly does. He, he tries. Does be- he, he tries hard. Try. Maybe not on the football field now, but yeah. he, uh, well, you know what? Who knows? Maybe that is his best effort <laughs> at this point in his career, Gary. The Cardinals are down 3-1 to the Red Sox. Contreras, speaking of Contreras, Contreras doubled to center in the second inning to score Arenado. And then Sogard homered for Boston. Then he hit a sacrifice fly in back-to-back innings to make it 3-1 Boston. A couple of statistics just to throw it out there. Brandon Donovan led off today. He had a hit in three at-bats before he was replaced. Paul Goldschmidt, 0 for Gopher. He's 0 for 2. Luke and Baker replaced him, and he had a hit. Large Newt Bar, no hits on two ABs, but he did have a walk. Nolan Arenado had a hit and a run scored. Wilson Contreras, I mentioned he had that one hit, which was a double. Jordan Walker, 0 for 2, two Ks for Jordan Walker. Mason Wynn, following the epic performance over the weekend, he was a one-man band. He had... Uh, one strikeout and two ABs, and then Segesi and Victor Scott were the other two starters, 0 for 4 combined. So not a great day offensively for your St. Louis Cardinals, but again, the, the conversation is centered on Sonny Gray. Two hits allowed, two hits, two two innings, two walks, two strikeouts for Sonny Gray. Can he lead your rotation? I don't think there's any question he can. I wouldn't put him in an ace category. I save the aces for guys that are absolutely elite. Anthony, but Sonny Gray can can lead this rotation. Is he is he going to be your opening day starter? Yes. Do normally? I mean, you may not be an ace in terms of the entire Major League Baseball, but he's the ace of this Cardinal staff. He's the number one for this staff. Absolutely. The number one is the ace. Again, I put aces in different different categories. What more do you want? He, he threw six pitches today. What more do you want from Sonny <laughs> Gray? Huh? What more does he have to show you, Anthony Nothing. Salter? I want Sonny Gray to be exactly who he is. That's, there you go. I'm not I'm not going to put more on Sonny Gray just ERA because he's your baseball? ace. Sonny Gray's a very good pitcher. Yeah. He's your number one guy. He's going to lead he's the, the ace he's, he of is, the St. Louis Cardinals. Do you know what Deion Sanders said at one point? My my gold jacket looks a little different than your gold jacket yeah. when he's talking about certain Hall of Famers. Yeah. That's what I 
that's what I think of yeah. when it comes to aces, you know? Like, Bob Gibson was an ace. Yeah. Like, he would go nine like, innings and shove it down your throat this probably is not, twice this in is, one day if he could. I'm not going to... Exactly. This is not... Then we we don't go nine innings anymore. We don't we don't throw complete. They games. can't even go what, six. What Marsh yeah. what Marsh and I are saying is let's not be disrespectful to Gibby. No no you no, know? no. But it's a different era. So Still, the ace of the sixties seventies eighties. It's not the ace of the two thousand. Chris Carpenter was an ace. You know, like every five days, bullpen could just kick up their feet. Right. They know Chris this Carpenter going it. nine innings on a in a do or die game against the best team in baseball in twenty eleven. Know what I mean? Listen, one nothing victory. That's, that's ace, ace material. Ace, how many aces you know got six pitches? Not many, do you? No, because most of them are like, ah, three or four special. will do. He's special. He's, he's special. He's a guy. He's a good pitcher. He's a he really good is pitcher. He's a guy. I'm glad we have him because if we didn't, yeah, award we'd be in big he's trouble. Not like, he's, not, he's more like a jack, you know? Like not Jack of all trades. He's, he's got jack. six pitches. Yeah. I think that's fair. There's no disrespect to the Jack. No. If you had a pair of Jacks, you're good. You <laughs> feel you good going into this. You're, you're better. Exactly. You don't have a pair of it. You don't have you a pair of aces. Ace. You don't have a pair of ace. You got an ace jack. You don't have. A, you don't. You don't have a, can you, an can you ace. Stay in? Ace jack offsuit. Yeah, you of course. Then, then we're good. But you don't have it. What I'm saying is, <laughs> when you were handed when you were handed the two cards. You have a jack and yeah. uh, a nine. Yeah, the Cardinals ace is like ace low, you know? Yeah. yeah it's not Come ace on. high. Now, if they're suited and we'll find <laughs> out if they are, you'll be okay. We're good to go. But jack nine is what you have right now. Yeah. You don't have ace. You don't have ace jack. Well, 618 wants you all to know he's glad you think that losing is funny. When did we ever say When did we ever we're say laughing. that? Because we're, we're, we're laughing because they're down three to one. one. It's spring training. It doesn't you gotta, matter. Sorry, I'm the, getting. I'm hey, getting. Yeah, I'm already have, hot right now. You have to have the mindset, of course, <laughs> that you're going to win every single game, even if it's spring training. How many games are they oh playing? So 162 and 0 plus. Correct. What was it 20 games? It's the mindset, though, Carrie. That's what the 6-1 hate is trying to say here. It's about a mindset. You all are laughing. Exactly. We're talking about an ace, and the Cardinals are losing. Well, shame on you. Is that what he said? Mm-mm. Shame That's on us. Saying. Oh, shame I on thought six one hate brought out the, well, the shame he, on you. No, I, I said it. Okay. Shame. Well, you don't have an ace. I stand by. But Sonny Gray, Sonny Gray can absolutely lead your your staff this year. He's more than capable of that, and he's more than capable of leading you this ro- this current rotation. Now, you got to develop your next ace. That's the point. You don't have one. And I hope it's Tinkens or Gordon Graceffo or McGreevy or one of the 900 guys I got from the trade deadline last year. You have to develop those guys. Sonny Gray? Developed as an ace. He's a solid number one right now. <laughs> Jamie Rivers will join us next from Winnipeg. We'll talk to him about – we didn't have an opportunity to talk to him yesterday about Kessel being demoted, so we'll talk to him about that. Plus, Jordan Cairo. People want him – a lot of Blues fans want him traded. What are his thoughts on that? We'll get into that next with Jamie Rivers from the road next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. All right, let's head to our 101 ESPN Celebrity Line where we have Jamie Rivers live from Winnipeg right now. What's up, Jamie? Oh, not much, boys. I'm just gazing out at, like, minus 30-degree weather. It's just oh, great. No. 
When John Kelly was on earlier today on the opening drive, he was talking about how cold it was in Winnipeg, and I just I couldn't fathom it being zero or negative degrees when it's, when the weather's so nice here. But I, I guess tonight in Edmonton, so you got Winnipeg and Edmonton the next two nights, the, those two spots are going to be frigid, huh, Jamie? Yeah, two of the coldest spots in the NHL. Uh, in fact, Edmonton's probably colder than Winnipeg, and from what I understand, we might be – arriving to snow tonight so you guys go ahead kick back and enjoy your 80 80 degree weather yeah, yeah. you know what jamie i'm not going to feel bad about it you were in mexico a couple of weeks ago and uh yeah i'm i feel true good about point, where we're at right now yep. that is ridiculous yeah jamie over Who, the uh, who's the new who's the new guy on the show i hear a voice but <laughs> hey. i don't recognize how you doing all. jamie that's uh gary davis i'm uh you know we're over marsh and i are over here struggling going through we're having our uh jordan playoff finals game and we're, we're just sucking it up and getting through it it's playing her, Jamie. Doing our best. I I would expect no less, Harry Davis. So it is. I appreciate you being in there, my brother. I'm fighting through it. Uh, Jamie, you had a you you met. Well, I guess you didn't meet, but you had an interesting um, interaction. Well, we kinda, I guess you did meet. Yeah. Inter- interaction over the weekend. Yeah, yeah, Anthony. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, it was interesting. We uh, the my lovely girlfriend Ashley and I decided to go. For dinner, we went to Paul Mano's, just an incredible evening. And then on the way home, we're like, hey, let's stop into Bemo's in Cottleville. Just have a drink and then you know, go home after that. So we sat in there, talked to a couple people that we knew. And then about five minutes before I'm leaving, the table next to us goes to get up. And as they're walking by, one of the gentlemen slides a business card like quietly in front of me and then just keeps the feet moving right out the door. <laughs> And I'm like, okay, that's interesting. And so I pick up the card and I read the front of it and the front of it doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. So then I turn it over and I find out that it's our good buddy, Tottleville Chris. Nice. Give me his business card. (laughs) And uh, he said that he didn't want to intrude on the night. I would like to chat about maybe doing some advertising or whatever. And he writes, Cottleville Chris. Nice. Very nice. So I uh, I kind of met the legend, but not <laughs> really. I, I didn't get a clear look at him. We're going to get a, a police uh, artist to sketch it up. <laughs> I know what he looks like. Well, that but, was... Uh, yeah, nonetheless, interesting. That, that was nice of him to allow you to, you and Ashley, enjoy your night there. So good stuff. Uh, yeah. All no, right. He was great about it. Jamie, let's get down to brass tacks here. Jordan Cairo, there's there's yeah, blue. Sonny Gray, I think he's an ace. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I mean, this guy's throwing every pitch known to mankind right now. I really like what he's, he's doing. He's got 12 pitches. Yep. Uh, no, J- Jordan Cairo, Jamie. Okay. BK and Ferrario did some mic drops on, you know, what, what you would do at the deadline. A lot of people saying, I would trade Jordan Cairo. We're asking people why why they would do it. How much sense does it make, though, for the Blues to part with Jordan Cairo, not only at the deadline, but just in general? Yeah. So this is a tough part because people, a lot of people watch the game with their emotions. And I don't blame them. You're a passionate Blues fan, and you get an A-plus performance from Jordan Cairo, and then you get a, a D or an F performance on other nights depending on what's going on and you know that's difficult for a lot of fans to process it's difficult when you look at you know the the amount of money that he makes but 
when you sit back as a logical hockey person and business person, because hockey is a business and the salary cap creates, makes it completely a business because it's got to be dollar in dollar out. You really can't take on more salary. And you also have to try and get the most bang for your buck. So when you look at Jordan Cairo, he's been one of your top three scorers the last three seasons. And last year he had 37 goals. Those guys aren't just falling out of trees. They're not. Now, could his all-around game improve? Well, yeah, of course. And I know people say, he's not young anymore. Well, he kind of is. He's, what, 25 years old now. Like most players don't hit their prime as forwards till 27, 26, 27, maybe even 28 sometimes, depending on the player. So you're expecting you know, uh, the full all-around game, and I don't blame you. You should. But if you are going to trade him, like, what are you trading him for? Are you trading him just because you're emotional and you're just like, I can't stand to watch the, the, the good performances and then the bad performances, and I just want to trade this guy. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, you better get back a top three scorer in return. Because if you look at the Blues scoring right now throughout their lineup, it's Thomas Booch Cairo. And it's been that way for three three years straight now. So what are you doing? You have to replace that. Who is who is trading you that player for Jordan Kyrie right now? So if you wanted to go after any other player in the NHL who's a top three scorer on their team, they're probably not trading that player for Jordan Kyrie. Do you know what I'm saying? They're going to want to add Jordan Kyrie, which means they're going to give you less for the player because they probably believe that they're a contender. Yeah. So – when I look at it, when I when I evaluate it overall, you still have a little bit of time to try and work with the player to continue to build his 200-foot game. Uh, if someone wows you with an extraordinary deal, uh, then you, maybe you consider it for sure. But I don't think that deal is going to happen at the deadline. I think that deal happens somewhere in the offseason, once the salary cap goes up, once teams figure out maybe – uh, maybe new scenery for some of their players, or maybe they have some good draft picks and they want to get rid of some of their current players because they want to make room for younger guys. It's just a tough process right now. I just don't think you sit there and say, okay, accepting all bids on Jordan Cairo right now. Those right. guys, those offensive guys like that are easy to find in the NHL. Do you think the level of frustration is solely because of the amount of money that he's making? If he were making $4.5 million, would people be as frustrated with Jordan Kyrou as they are? You know the answer to that, Gary. No. <laughs> Nobody would care. Yeah. Because they'd be like, well, look at this. This guy's, you know, he's second in scoring or third in scoring, and he's making half the money of those other two guys. Right. We're getting value here. So no matter what, the contract is always tied to the player. But sometimes I think it gets blurry to where the production of the player, it, it exceeds – what you think it should exceed, but then you look at the number and you're like, well, he's underperforming based on the 8.1. Well, I, I don't remember a scenario where Jordan Cairo picked up the phone and said to Doug Armstrong, uh, no, I don't think I'll take your contract because I only think I'm worth $6 million. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He got offered a deal. It was a fantastic deal for the, the player, and I think it still has the potential of being a really good deal for the Blues if you look forward. If you look at the salary cap going up, if you look at you know the continued production of Jordan Cairo, maybe a more well-rounded game in the next year or two, there might be good value 
in that contract. I think it's it's always difficult when you're comp- when you're using the contract to um, to grade the player, especially when a player that, that is polarizing like Cairo to where you get performances like he had against the Islanders the other night, and he looks like the best player on both teams, and then you get a performance on Saturday where you know he's benched for almost the entire third period. So I think for people, it's an emotional roller coaster for a lot of fans. And probably not just fans, probably for the coaching staff, probably for the front office when they watch some of this stuff too. But you got to try and find a way to regulate yourself and think straight and think about what the best deal is for the team moving forward in the next year or two. Jamie, do you think that people would, would find this situation to be a little bit different if the Blues had a little bit more depth on their team and they were winning a little bit more? Because I look at Vladimir Tarasenko, he signed an eight-year deal when he was here in St. Louis, uh, $7.5 million. Now a little under of what Jordan Cairo's making, but I look at Tarasenko and Cairo as somewhat the same player. Like It's not like Vladimir Tarasenko was playing a, a Ryan O'Reilly-type game his whole entire career here in St. Louis. Now you're 100% right, Marshy. If you go back, I mean the 7.5 that Vladdy was making during the time period that he made, I would argue that was more than the 8.1 as far as how much it impacted the team in their salary cap. Mm-hmm. And when you, when you look at the total of offensive numbers, Vladimir Tarasenko only had one season, I believe, with more than 80 points. And Jordan Kairos had a couple of seasons now where he's been at that 75 points, 73 points. And yet people, you know, a lot of Blues fans, you know, applauded Vladdy. Loved him. Thought he was one of the best players on the planet. Thought he was, was so dynamic. Well, you look at his numbers over his first four seasons in the NHL and compare them to Jordan Kairos, and Jordan Kairos has more points. So if we're, and it's a great point by you, if we're going to applaud a certain player and then knock the other one just because he's making $8.1 million, like let's not forget that Vladdy, for a long part of his tenure with the Blues, didn't really know where his defensive zone was either Mm -hmm. and you know and then there's obviously some other things that were going on behind the scenes that we found out you know much later on but it wasn't a it wasn't a great ride with Vladdy but yet everybody seems to think that oh he's one of the most dynamic scorers in Blues history and all this other stuff yet his numbers to date don't compare to Kairos. Jamie's going to hang on the line. We're going to ask him about Kessel. We'll ask him about tonight's game, too, as Joel Hofer is going to face his hometown team. So plenty more to come with Jamie Rivers next on 101 ESPN. The smartest way to do your homework is Heckman Lumber. Warm weather means homework for homeowners. If your homework means a new deck, turn to the deck experts at Hackman Lumber. Browse the largest inventory of decking materials and deck accessories in Missouri at Hackman Lumber Company. Talk with their experts about treated lumber, cedar, timber tech, trex, evergreen, and azek to find the best deck for you. Check out endless choices of railings, balusters, and LED deck lighting options. Hackman Lumber Company will not be undersold on in-stock decking materials guaranteed. You can choose to do it yourself with Hackman's expert advice, or they can recommend reputable contractors to do the work for you. Hackman Lumber says 
St. Peter's is your go-to place for a huge selection of quality bedding plants, perennials, and hanging baskets. They also carry topsoil and potting mix for your gardening needs. Come visit all Hackman Lumber Showrooms in St. Charles Pacific and Troy, Missouri or online at hackmanstl.com. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. It's a fast lane on 101 ESPN. As Andrew Marsh just noted in the Sports Center update, we've got Jamie Rivers on for another segment live from Winnipeg. All right, Jamie, tonight you got the Winnipeg Jets against the Blues, and Joel Hofer is going to start against his hometown team. I know the, the young man is excited. He's got his parents that are going to be, be there tonight. Would you have done it this way with the, the goaltenders? You've got Joel Hofer starting tonight. I'm assuming that Bennington gets the start in Edmonton. If you were Bannister, would you have also lined it up this way with your goaltenders? Yeah, you know what? Honestly, I feel like it's one half dozen of the other. I mean, you're back-to-back scenario, and you have two goaltenders that have played very well for you this season. You know, maybe, and I haven't talked to, to Coach Bannister about it yet, but I'm sure he was thinking about the last time they played the Oilers and how awesome Jordan Bennington was and how he almost single-handedly shut down that team to get that victory for the blues. And you look at the Oilers and they've got that powerful offensive team and your team, you know, might be a little tired in the back to back. Who knows the travel? I mean, there's all sorts of variables that come into it. So maybe Bennington being the stronger of the two is a better choice for Edmonton. And then the flip side of it is you got Joel Hofer who he's from Winnipeg, you know, in this area. And he's never, had a chance to play here in Winnipeg. Not that coaches always take a look at things like that for sentimental value. Uh, I do think it's just a, an added piece of the storyline. And, and let's not forget that Joel Hofer, he's played against the Winnipeg Jets one time before, had 33 saves. The Blues won that game by shutout. But Joel Hofer didn't get credit for the shutout because he left the ice for like a minute and a half to have his skate tended to. And Thomas Grice had to come into the game that time. Mm. And Thomas Grice faced one shot. Um, so I guess we'll call it a shared shutout sure. for those two guys. But that's the last time he played against them, and he played very well. And, again, I go back to your goaltending has been the least of your concerns all season long. And when you got two guys that are going pretty good for you, you know, sometimes you just kind of flip a coin or whatever. You find whatever reason you have to to play guys in certain games. I think Joel Hofer is going to be just fine tonight. Jamie, Zach Bulldog got his first goal on his birthday. What did you make of that moment for him, and, and have you talked to him about it yet? Yeah, I talked to him a little bit about it. And, uh, I mean, he, this kid's still on cloud nine to be in the NHL. And then the other day, it's his 21st birthday at that, too, which is obviously that's a monumental birthday for U.S.-born kids. And he scores a goal. Mm. Uh, you know, the one thing, he was su- super jacked and pumped about it and it is so good to get that goal out of the way early. Because sometimes as a player, especially an offensive guy, if if you're 10, 15 games in, you haven't had your had a goal yet, you start to you know, feel like your confidence is shaking a little bit. So I, I thought it was great that he scored that goal. But yeah, he even admittedly talked to me this morning and just said, it was tough because I'm celebrating my first NHL goal, yet – you know, the day is not going according to plan from a team standpoint in a, in a, in a big game and then a, a bad performance by everybody. You just, you know, it, was, it was tough to feel 
super pumped up about it, but he's like, now that I've had a chance to get away from that game in Detroit, man, and have a look at the video of the goal and whatnot, he's obviously he's he's super proud of what he was able to accomplish. Jamie Rivers joining us live from uh, Winnipeg. It's Fastlane on 101 ESPN. Jamie, got Justin Fall coming off long-term IR playing tonight. You've got Matthew Kessel being demoted, and I know it's not necessarily fair for him to be uh, that 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 term demoted. He played well, but that's also the point. Were you surprised that Kessel was the one that is going to the AHL, or is this just kind of a roster situation that they have to manage? Well, from from a strict hockey standpoint, huge surprise mm-hmm. to see him be sent down because. Obviously, he played top four defenseman for you. From the moment you recalled him, he's had some of the toughest matchups uh, in the NHL, night in and night out, and he's played very, very well for you. So was there a little dip in his play recently uh, when it comes to puck movement and maybe you know decisions slowing down a little bit? Well, yeah, maybe. But the young man probably a little burnt out from being thrown into the fire the way he was. So when you look at it from a hockey standpoint, I think it's surprising. But when you look at it from a business standpoint, and again, I use that word business, it's because Matthew Kessel does not require waivers to go back to the minors. He's exempt from that. And every other player on your roster right now would have to clear waivers. And I'm sure some people sitting there go, well, you have some guys who barely played. Like, what are the odds of them getting picked up on waivers and you know, this and that and the other? But right now, before the trade deadline, the waiver wire can be tricky. Because when you go to place a guy on waivers, let's say, let's just say for argument's sake or discussion's sake, rather, you're going to waive Alexandrov or Tucker. Right now, this close to the deadline, somebody who's looking to make a trade might say, huh, Tyler Tucker on waivers, I can get him for nothing. Now that allows me to throw player X, Y, or Z into a trade for me come trade deadline time because now I know I've got a defenseman that can play in the NHL and, you know, we get him for nothing. So then the Blues would lose that player and get no compensation. So I think Doug Armstrong is, is playing savvy right now. I think that you know, Matthew Kessel going down to play in the American Hockey League, I don't feel like that's going to affect him terribly. I think he's going to go down there and play the way he should. He's going to give it everything he's got. Uh, and I think he's going to be back in the NHL soon. Um, but, you know, I think it's it's probably the wisest decision right now, at least up until the trade deadline, that you keep all your waivers guys, you know, on the roster and see what unfolds on trade deadline day and go from there. And, you know, this is obviously knock on wood. You're hoping that there are no injuries either in the meantime. So, Jamie, I had made the point to Kerry yesterday that the, the Blues, and, and I know they don't want to be this way, okay? I'm not saying that this is this is by design. But after watching the Detroit game and just consuming all the Blues games this year, they, they to me, are a team that is just overly reliant on their goaltending. When Jordan Bennington made those miraculous saves against the Islanders in that four nothing shutout, all of a sudden the team got that you know pep in their step. Even though as you broke down, they didn't necessarily play great. And then in Detroit, when he didn't make miraculous saves, and it wasn't on Bennington, but the you know the, the defense faltered. All of a sudden, everybody gets everybody gets the Gumby shoulders. Is it fair to say that this Blues team right now is overly reliant on Bennington and even Hofer? 
Yeah, I agree. I think there's a couple of other components that go with it, but certainly the number one thing that they're reliant upon is the great goaltending. And Coach Drew Bannister has said that from the moment he took over here, he just said, look, the goaltending has been you know, fantastic for this team. And on a lot of nights, it carries the team. It allows the team to kind of work through some things in game to get to where they need to be because, you know, you've got the good goaltending. Part two of this, though, Anthony, is I'll say it, you rely too much upon your top three players, too. Mm. Like Robert Thomas, I mean, he's been your best player it's from, from a skater standpoint. I'm not going to compare him to Bennington right now or who's more valuable. I'm just going to say he's been your best forward slash skater all season long. And, you know, if Robert Thomas, Pavel Buchnevich, and Jordan Cairo aren't going in a game, those games are usually a lot more difficult for the Blues and a lot of times end up in losses for the club. And this is why you're talking about trying to get that secondary scoring. This is why Zach Bolduke is up here right now getting an opportunity because he has the potential to add another layer of scoring to this group. This is why Zach Bolduke is playing with Jake Neighbors and Braden Shen tonight. Let's yeah. find out if he can you know, bolster that line a little bit. And in fairness to Neighbors and Shen, no, offensively, those guys have been producing, but not at the clip of your top three guys. And when you look at the top scores for this team right now, and you go down, you go down the line, you have Thomas at 65 points, Booch at 46, Cairo at 45. Then from 45, it drops to 31 points. That's your next guy. So that, that's 14 points between those two players. And that's from your top line to your second line. Because Shen is in your next score at 31. And then you've got Krug at 29 and Neighbors at 26. So to your point, I think, yes, the goaltending, you're relying upon that probably too much. I think you're relying upon your top three forwards too much. Sure. You need more scoring. All right, Jamie, good stuff. We'll talk to you a little bit later on when you get to the rink. Yeah, I'm going to get down there. I'm going to get to the bowels of the arena. I'm going to go digging around and find some scoops. For Good. You yeah, excellent. Nice. Yeah, you make sure that you do, all right, and then report back. Yeah, you got it, sir. All right. <laughs> See ya. That's Jamie Rivers here in the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. We have What's Trending next. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. It's time to find out what's going on in the sports world with What's Trending Now. Brought to you by Goodwill. Donate a car and get tickets to the St. Louis Cardinals. So I've just been notified that uh, a lot of people are fighting within the snake pit here. Yeah. Not good. No. Not good. Now, if you continue to fight, we'll just have to (laughs) cancel the show. All right? Keep fighting. Hey. Now, Gary's feeling a little under the weather, and so is Marsh, so I don't know if they'll necessarily hate that. But, uh, look, no fighting in the snake pit. Okay? Let's not get nasty, unless mm. it's on this show. Mm. Oh. Anyways, what's trending, Marsh? Yeah, uh, so Derek Gould, re- Derek Gould reposted uh, Susan Slusser. Um, I'm told, and this is what the tweet says, I'm told Brandon Crawford's deal is worth $2 million. Uh, and then it says, you know, good luck to Brandon Crawford in St. Louis. But basically what I took out of that was that it's worth $2 million. $2 million. Okay. One year. One year. Got to be. Got to be. Yeah. I mean, maybe a couple weeks. Yeah. I mean, seriously, I don't – we talked about this a lot yesterday. I don't see him lasting 
beyond when Tommy Edmond is ready to go. Until he's your everyday starting shortstop. Shortstop. I guess Second you could. Baseman. I, you know, if if Tommy Edmond isn't ready to go and Alec Burleson's there, and then Tommy Edmond comes off the IL, you could you could send could Burleson do? down to Memphis and keep Crawford if you want. If you want to have. He's going to be know, starting. Two yeah. guys that are send him limited. Down? Why would you? Why would you? Why would he be starting? Why would Mason he Mason Windsor starting shortstop. You don't, you're going to have him playing second base, then. Brendan Donovan is my is starting he? second baseman. And if not him, it's going to be Nolan Gorman. Is he? Yeah. No, not is he. Gorman. <laughs> is he? Is he? Is he? Is he? Is not going to play not, second no, base. No, nah. no. No. I see what you're doing, Gary. I'm, I'm just, you I'm like not. It? No, I don't okay. like it. I'm just putting it out there. It's possible. Mm-hmm. Put it you out got there, two, man. Go two million it. dollars, two million reasons to stay on the roster. Hmm. Hey, you know what? You know what? If Taylor Motter can find his way on on the ball on the ball field hey, for a full think, year. Would you rather have Mott, the Mott sauce or Brandon Crawford? Brandon, Brandon Crawford. Crawford. All right. End of which, discussion. Which, get, which you're bringing it to my point. He's going to be on the roster the entire year. Well, that's that's what I'm saying yeah, too. I yeah. think that's what I think I, we're saying the same thing. Okay. Honestly, I don't be on the roster. I don't see anything bad about having him on the team. I don't either. Like, it's it, it's a it's he's a, a backup. Depth, it's a depth move, and the reason why you don't have a young guy in that role is because you want him to develop in Memphis. Well, you already so have the, a young guy that's about to start for you. Well, what, but you I'm don't saying need two young guys. What I'm saying, like a bench, like a, <laughs> I get a bench what you're spot. Yeah, like why not Segacy or somebody? And I don't know yeah. if anybody's asked that, but the reason why you wouldn't have Segacy or one of these other young mm-hmm. guys is. You need them to be to, to, to get yeah, ABs, and then yeah. when they're batting 160, you're like, well, "Why is this guy you right. know, on the team?" Yeah, and then when you trade him to the Rays, he's a, he's an All Star. Then you well. yeah, then you complain, <laughs> and the cycle they do continues differently over there. Yeah, they do. Uh, well, a lot of people think that, uh, and not everybody, but a lot of people think that the Cardinals should still go out and get Trevor Bauer. Um, now, since I was sick yesterday, I had a lot of time to do absolutely nothing, right? Uh, during that time, I came across Trevor Bauer's YouTube page mm. where he posted a 10-minute video of him going up against a guy named Marty Mush. Marty Mush is a barstool sports blogger, and Trevor Bauer was throwing live BP to him. AKA he was giving his best and Marty Mush, who would be like a guy like me, um, <laughs> standing in the batter's box and trying to tag him. Marty Mush got two base hits off of Trevor Bauer and 10 really? at bats and uh, was fouling a lot of pitches off. Hmm. Trevor Bauer was also hanging off speed pitches. <laughs> He's got and the whole breakdown. Marsh, Marsh did the whole scouting report. I watched the whole video. And uh, Marty Mush actually was taking a lot of pitches, too. He had a good, a good eye. Uh, when well, you, you see this check, guy... Did, you, did Marty Mush play baseball? I don't think he did. Okay. <laughs> I mean, maybe That's when, important. Maybe in CYC League <laughs> or something, but... Uh, but <laughs> I don't know if the Cardinals should sign this guy. Like, well, a blogger got two base hits off of him. Not off that scouting report. No. I think that's a, I think that's a good point. Well, we, Marsh. we do need to know more about the blogger. I mean, if he played college baseball, or, still no, it it matters. I mean, if you're Bauer, it matters though. If, if I go up there and I haven't played baseball since the eighth grade, and I'm doing, then yeah, that's problem. That's a problem. If I played in college hey, or this is Marty leagues, Mush. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't like to <laughs> but I don't think Marty Mush played anything. But there you go. <laughs> this from the look so, can it. we move on from Bauer then? Yeah, is what we're is what we're asking. Following Marsh's scouting report, can oh, we now move on? on? I they think he did. Marty played D one baseball. See, 
Okay, right, he, well, signed, he signed a pro baseball contract with New Jersey Jackals. Well, then why don't you sign him instead of well, he, Bauer? Well, he's probably a second baseman from the looks of it. You've got like 13 of those. <laughs> you don't need another one. Whole, a whole <laughs> roster of second basemen. Yeah, more than, what position did he play, Marsh? I'm, I'm starting to read this real quick. Marty, um, Marty, what is that? What, Marty, Marty Mush. 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 Uh, let's just... Let's just not I sign just, either. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, you know, I don't, let's just move on. I don't think it's well, a good idea. We don't, I don't think. I don't think the Cardinal. First of all, we have no idea if they want it. Well, actually, Bauer did say he'd love to pitch here. There you go. So he why said is that he about not here? Other places though too. But he specifically oh, so he's said being it fake about here. No, okay. he's being fake. No. He said I'd love to pitch there. I'd love to. Pitch. He'd love to pitch anywhere in the in in the majors. I can't pronounce this name, but in the snake pick, John S said Bauer's just pitching the contact. He will fit right in. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. All right, that's what's trending here in the fast lane on 101 ESPN. So we let off the show today talking about Sonny Gray and how he's more than capable of leading this rotation. And I, he's an ace. And I said he's not an ace, <sighs> and I apparently offended everybody in this in, in the world. Um, not me, Anthony. Not you, I'm Marsh. on your side. Not you. But Mike did. He texted in to the Air Comfort Service stocks line at 314-399-9646. And uh, it, it, wasn't a, it wasn't a mic drop from Mike? Oh, okay, so... We, we're going to play that mic drop from Mike. He asked a very reasonable question. That's next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. is an ace out of the 30 teams in Major League Baseball. Name the aces as you define it. Myself, I only see about six. If you, if you reach a little bit, you can say seven or eight. But you tell me who's an ace. You just say everything. Everybody isn't an ace when they when they play for us. So that was Mike. I, I appreciate it. Now, you had, had some stank on it, but I, I do appreciate the question, Anthony, who, who is an ace? You got to go back here. I, look, I didn't say that there should be 32 aces. I didn't say there should be 30 MLB aces. I, I didn't say there should be 25 aces. What I said was I reserve ace for, a, for it to be a special category. Now, Mike might be, and I don't want to say that because he didn't actually say this, but the the counter that I've heard with Sonny Gray, and if you're just joining us, I'd, I'd start off the show saying Sonny Gray is more than capable of leading this rotation. He is a number one for you. He is your number one. But I'm not going to put him in an ace category. And I think I offend people by saying that because Sonny Gray finished second in the Cy Young, uh, Cy Young Awards last year, the Cy Young voting. So why can't he be an ace? He's Cy, he finished second in the Cy Young. That's like saying Tyler O'Neill's an MVP because at one point he finished, I don't know, 10th in MVP voting. One time. This is not a knock against Sonny Gray. If you make it out to be, not on me. So going back to Mike's question about who is it, who's an ace? Remember, there's no number on this. So Mike's saying, ah, five or six. Okay, great. So you have five or six aces. Do you put Sonny Gray into an ace category then? If you only think there's five or six pitchers that are that are ace 
right. caliber. But he asked me what my definition is. My definition, and it's all there. There's there's a bit of a a moving target here, right? It 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 your qualifications for an ace might be different from mine. There's no rule book here. Mm. But my my definition of an ace is somebody that's going to throw around 200 innings for you. That is going to every five days hypothetically give the bullpen a day off. Mm-hmm. Somebody that starts streaks or ends losing skids. That is an ace. And if you say, oh, he pitches for us, so that, that's, a, that's an indication that you think that I beat up the Cardinals so much. I'm not going to reward mediocrity because you root for the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. If they do great, I'm all for it. If not, I'm not going to sit here, spit in your face and tell you it's raining. That was not a good year last year. But again, going back to the aces, Garrett Cole is a bona fide ace. Sonny Gray, second in the AL Cy Young voting last year, correct? Mm -hmm. Garrett Cole won the Cy Young last year. He finished ninth the year before, second the year before that, fourth the year before that, second the year before that, fifth the year before that. Garrett Cole consistently is in the Cy Young Mm -hmm. Voting. Mm. Innings pitched for Garrett Cole. 209 last year. 200 the year before. He had 181, which is a career low for him based on the the, the innings or based based on 2017, since 2017. Otherwise, 203, 200, 212. That is an ace. Somebody that is going to take the ball and is likely going to give you seven or eight. Now, I think what gets screwed up here is, well, who's an ace because nobody's pitching deep in, deep into deep into games now. Right. The current baseball format, MLB format, five and dive, right? Specialty. This is my point. You're playing into it. I don't think there are 30 MLB aces. Garrett Cole's an ace. Kevin Gaussman is an ace. Corbin Burns is an ace. Spencer Strider is a young ace. Zach Wheeler is an ace. I can't put him in this category yet, but I could see Yamamoto being an ace for the Dodgers. Again, we'll we'll push him aside. Shohei Otani, one healthy, is an ace. I think Zach Zach Gallen is developing ace. into an ace. Is he there yet? Probably not. Sandy Alcantara, when healthy, is an ace. Logan Webb is an ace, and that might be somebody that you could push back on, right? How is Logan Webb an ace but not Sonny Gray? Let me get to Logan Webb here for a second, then then circle back to Sonny Gray. Logan Webb a year ago, 216 innings pitched. 216 with a 3.25 ERA. Finished second in the Cy Young voting. The year prior, and he hasn't been in the league as long as Sonny Gray, but the year prior, 192 innings. 2.9 ERA, finished 11th in the Cy Young voting. Logan Webb's an ace. Circle back to Sonny Gray. Do you know Sonny Gray's high for innings pitched? It was this past year, wasn't it? Nope. What is it, 180? I'll say 194. You have to go back to 2014 when he was a member of the Oakland A's. He had 219 innings. Mm. He had 208 the year prior. That was in 2014 and 2015. He has not come close since. Sonny Gray over the last couple of years, 184, 119, 135. Let's skip the COVID year, 175, 130. 
Sonny Gray, you're missing it. Sonny Gray is a very solid pitcher. I'm glad the Cardinals have him. If they don't, if they didn't sign him, my God. Yeah, we'd, my be, we'd be in God. trouble. Be in, in big trouble. You hear me say Sonny Gray's not an ace, and you take it as you take it as a knock. I'm not knocking him. I'm reserving ace in a in its own special category. Mm-hmm. So I hope I gave you enough. Again, maybe maybe you push back on some of these names. That's fine. But you know when you have an ace, and you know when you have he's our number one. That's just my opinion. And Mike, I'm more than I'm, I'm more than willing to open up the conversation again with you. Again, it was a very good question, wrapped in snark. But I, if you if you want to battle me on this, that's fine. Let's open up the conversation. That's what this is all about. He can be your number one, maybe not an ace in your opinion, but still have a huge impact on this Cardinals team. Certainly, and, and should have a huge impact on this team. Are you comparing it to saying, you know, come playoff time, if the opposing team has an ace? And they are going up against Sonny Gray. You have more faith in that ace as a par- in, in comparison to Sonny Gray. Let's do this. The the Cardinals face the Braves in in round one. Mm-hmm. Spencer Strider's on one side. Mm-hmm. Sonny Gray's on the other. Who would you like to start that game? Spencer Strider. Okay. They open up against the Phillies, mm-hmm. and maybe it's Aaron Nola, but maybe it's Zach Wheeler. Would you rather have Zach Wheeler starting that game for you, game one of a series, or Sonny Gray? Yeah, probably the other team. Okay. All right. <laughs> Zach Gallen. Shohei Otani when he's healthy or Sonny Gray? Shohei. Shohei. We don't right, know that's what not you, fair. Come we, on. We I mean, don't know. What do you mean it's not fair? This he's is like the, the best player in the world. This is the ever. conversation. This is the conversation, right? Is he an ace? Kirk Cousins is a really good quarterback. He can he can win games for you. Mm-hmm. I'd rather have Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen. I get, you get it, my Anthony. point. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Can you win games with Kirk Cousins? Absolutely. Absolutely. Sure Am I going to put him in the same too. damn category as Patrick Mahomes? You're drunk. That's all I'm saying. He was in the same show as him. They were on the same show. It's got to count for something. So was Marcus Mariota. <laughs> damn. I'm sorry. Uh, we got a text from the 314. I just tuned in. Sorry if Sonny Gray finishes top three Cy Young. Would he be an ace? That's Arenado finishing third at MVP and not being elite because he never won. That was just one example of it. Well, what S- I, Sonny Gray, is, he's only been in the Cy Young conversation one he, time. Uh, twice over the last, since 2019. He was se- he finished seventh. That was also his other. He's been, he's been in the conversation three times. He was an all-star all three times. That was 2015 with the A's. 2019 with the Reds, and then 2023. Again, I can't stress this enough. I don't want this to, to, to you know, I don't want this conversation to turn into Anthony doesn't like Sonny Gray. If that's what you're hearing right now, you're wrong. And then, then every time Sonny Gray pitches well, it's like, oh, you didn't want this guy. Nothing could be further from the truth. But let's let's really narrow what we're talking about here. Mike is right. There's only seven or eight aces in Major League Baseball. You need to develop the, the, your next ace. Would you put Sonny Gray in the same category as Adam Wainwright or Chris Carpenter? I mean, Cardinals fans know better than anybody what an ace looks like. Do you think uh, Framber Valdez is an ace? I do. I do. Okay. And people people will disagree with that. But let me let me pull up Framber, Framber Valdez's numbers to you, okay? By the way, Justin Verlander, on, on his, you know, in his twilight here, 
he would still consider yeah. cons- be considered an ace. You know who Justin Verlander is? He's like the T-Rex, right? And all these new Jurassic Park, Jurassic World movies, they're all bringing in these new like Indominus Rex and all these other like made-up dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. Some people think dinosaurs are made up to begin with, but they bring up <laughs> they bring in all these dinosaurs, right? But yeah. at the end of the day, it's the T-Rex that, that comes in and either saves the day or, or eats a bunch of people. Sure. Depends on uh, how you look at it. <laughs> but that's that's Justin Verlander. He yeah. is an ace. You know, he's old, but he's the T-Rex of Major League Baseball's uh, aces. Marsh, I don't think you, you, you had a better analogy in all your life. I think you're <laughs> absolutely good, right. right. I think that was really good. Yes. Framber Valdez, 29 years old, 198 innings last year, finished ninth in Cy Young. Two years ago, 201.1 innings, innings of work. He finished fifth in the Cy Young voting. All-star both years. So, let me ask you, so Sonny Gray has been on, this is his fourth team or 15? 282 ERA, 345ERA, by the way. Go ahead, sorry. This Kerry. is his fourth team or 15? He pitched for Gray. the A's, the Yankees, the Reds, the Twins, and the Cardinals. Fifth team. So 15. Does that have anything to do with it as well? I mean, because when Not you look at me. some of the other other guys, like even Justin Verlander, I think he's been on four teams, but he spent so many years. When you're an ace, mm-hmm. you don't normally jump around and right. bounce around. You yeah. are, it's like like you said, a starting quarterback. I mean, Kirk Cousins is a prime example. He's been on a couple of teams. Mm-hmm. But Patrick Mahomes won't be. Yeah. Justin Herbert won't be. No I, offense, I, to, to me, I would say no, only because, you know, like Garrett Cole's on his third team. Yeah, but this is 15. Yeah, but he played for the Pirates, and they're always they going to really get count. rid of their yeah. players. Yeah. yeah, they don't count. You know, count those. He was really good with the Pirates, though. He was. He was solid. Sonny Gray's number one. Not good enough. No. 2013, though, but... No, he was not. (laughs) Michael Walker should have been your next ace. Yeah. Uh, But the injuries happen. All right, we all good? I feel really good about this exercise. Okay, all right. I feel good. Now, Anthony, uh, one last thing. Would you consider Kyle Bradish to be an ace? No. Well, he finished fourth in the AL Cy Young voting last year. You're you're cherry picking the <laughs> arguments. You're cherry picking me. The only reason why I, bar- I brought up Cy Young is because that's all anybody has when they combat me about Sonny Gray. Well, I finished second in the Cy Young voting last year, Anthony. That's not an ace to you. Well, you're, no, there's a lot more categories. It has to be more consistency. You yes, multiple years of absolutely winning the Cy Young, top five, uh, not again, one every. Seven or eight years. No. Do you need more yeah. than ten wins? No, I don't care about the wins. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, I care about wins, but what? I care. But I, the wins are a team oh, stat. Right. Like when, Jacob Degrom could go one in fifteen and win the side. <laughs> Jacob Degrom. <laughs> if Jacob he's healthy, Degrom was an ace, you know, when he's healthy. When he's healthy, and that's been about four years now. So he yeah. was an ace four years ago. You knew every time, J- like. If you saw Jacob Degrom pitch, mm-hmm. like the Mets are coming, it's to been town. a while since I have. But. It's about four years now. <laughs> yeah. But when Jacob Degrom was coming to town, if or the Mets were coming to town, you you hope that you that you saw Jacob Degrom. Last year, when the when the Angels came to town, everybody wanted the, what ticket? Shohei. 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 Yeah. Yankees come to town. You're hoping to see Garrett Cole, Matt Carpenter. Yeah. <laughs> Harrison Bader. Well, you're going to see plenty of Matt Carpenter. This that was a great series two years ago. Mike, you gave us a great segment, so thank you for thank you for the mic drop. And you know what, too? Let me say some nice things about the Cardinals to make Mike feel better. I think this Cardinals team is going to win the NL Central this year. That, that, that doesn't that mean doesn't, anything. No. I think they're going to win the NL Central that, this year. That, no, no, no. And the bullpen I really like, and the starting rotation I think has been improved. I'm not going to go any further than that, but I think they've been improved. I make I, Mason win, young, exciting player. Finally, you got somebody that's exciting on this team. Uh, and Jordan Walker is also is also exciting. 
I like your team, Mike, which means I like you. There you go. Because I think that's often the correlation sometimes, you know? Turn on the radio, Anthony's being negative about the, the Cardinals, which means he's been being negative about me. I feel bad about myself. Don't. I like your Cardinals. They're going to win the NL Central this year. Hmm. And, and what? What's that? And and what? We got Mike drops. That's what's. <laughs> that's what. We got uh, Mike drops hmm. on Jordan Cairo. Why do you want to see him traded? Get the people going. Next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yep, trade him because of his effort, and he's just like the youth these days where I breathe, so I deserve um, what we can realistically get from him. Uh, probably another concession stand employee. I don't know. All right, so Kevin, well, uh, way down on Jordan Kyrie. Basically, trade him just to get him out of my face. I think that was Kevin's take. Stand employee. Yeah, I don't. I think you can get more than that. Probably get two at least. I mean, at the at the bare minimum, I, I, I would think you could. Probably get all your concessions, Dan. I would mm. probably be able to cover the entire Yeah, I would think staff. so. Kylie to be named later for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm pretty sure that you just cash. get all the concessions now, filled what, out. What type of concession work? Are we looking at a beer vendor, a hot dog concession? I'm talking man? about everybody. Like, if you're trading like a Jordan. whole group of people, like what do we think? Well, yeah, here? if you're trading Jordan Kyra, I'm talking the, about every the, the all, entire, entire concession. I'm talking hot dogs. I'm talking beer, beer vendors. Mm. I'm talking the so people the whole, that. Yeah, yeah. They're in like the side. 300 section too? Like the Dippin' Dots section. Oh, I mean, man. everything. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Are you trading Cairo? I don't, I don't think that they want, want to trade him for that, though. You call me crazy. I don't know. I think they got those people already hired. They free up the contract. Yeah. And, well, yeah, those people, I'm I'm just assuming that mm. they would pay for the people you already have. We don't want anybody oh, losing their job, okay. of course. Unless you're Cairo going out the door. <laughs> yeah. So that was Kevin's take. We were listening to BK and Ferrario did a great job earlier today talking about, well, would you trade Jordan Cairo? We're asking why. Why would you trade Jordan Cairo? So Kevin just discussed it with Jordan Cairo's effort. We trade him for uh, a concession worker. I think we did a good job, though, in getting the entire concession yeah. team, at least, for Cairo. What does Ed have to say about it? Marsh had a great take with a comparison of Cairo uh, and Tarasenko. I always nice. thought he uh, had a real comp to Perron. You know, who was, Jamie will tell you, high flyer, white skates, young, could score from anywhere, but no defense. He left, kind of came back a new player. We loved him, and then, you know, kept bringing him back. I'm not saying Kairu needs it, but, I mean, he needs a shakeup, right? He, quote, unquote, got a coach fired, did or didn't. I mean, we can't really say, but... That wasn't a shakeup. Tage got a shakeup going to Buffalo. I mean, yeah, he's the only thing there. That's why he's scoring so much. But hey, <laughs> what can you get? I'm not saying get rid of him, but like you said, if it presents itself, man, what what can you get? So let's let's talk about how about this. Let's talk about the idea first of trading Jordan Cairo. Let's talk about the idea of it. Okay, what would you be hoping for? So like Kevin. 
Kevin just wants him gone. Mm-hmm. Not logical, practical, or smart. Okay, but I get where Kevin's coming from. He, this it, Kevin was went the emotional route. Let's take emotion out of it. What would your goal be? Because I actually don't think it should be about what you're getting in return. It should be about why are you trading a player that is, you know, what would you call Marsh? Point per player? Point per game player? Yeah, point per game player. I think what, what would you what would you be freeing yourself from? A mindset. There you go. Mm. That's think, where I'm going. I think and cap that, space too. Yeah, that as well. But I, I think one of the toughest things, you know, you notice players when they don't have the new contract, they they play ext- extremely hard. And then some players, not I'm not saying that this is Jordan Kyrou's situation, but some players when they get paid, they kind of dial it back a little bit. I got my money. It's guaranteed. I don't need to do. And I think at times when people watch him play, I think that's the vibe that they get. Like he's not because you know how talented he is. And you're if I have to question why you don't play that way every single night, that's that's a problem. I shouldn't have to question your effort or your intentions. Like your intentions should be laid out. It should be it, it should be shown every single night that I'm going to play the 60-minute game as hard as I can for however long I'm out on the ice. Mm-hmm. And then when my time is up, I'm going to go rest and I'm going to do it again. And I think the question that most fans have is, why is that not a consistent thing from him right. every single night? And that's the part where, where you're hearing people say, well, we need to trade him for something else. Because that generally, that's a mindset. That, that doesn't change. Like, if that's what you're showing, if that's the effort that you're showing, it's probably it's not much that is going to get that to change for you other than maybe a, a different location. You just touched upon something that speaks to what I'm talking about from a, from a big-picture standpoint. We can get into the weeds about what you would get for Cairo, but to me, if you're moving on from him, you want to change your culture. Right. You want to mm-hmm. bring in somebody – that can match what you're hoping to build. And I wonder if because Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo both got the same the same deal, they're, they're similar age, they got it at the same time, you don't now have a bunch of – you have veteran players. You have Braden Shan, you have Colton Pareko, you've got you know whoever. But you don't have a complete team like you're used to around Vladimir Tarasenko. You don't have Alex Petrangelo and Ryan O'Reilly and Braden Shen and Colton Pareko and Justin Falk and whoever, you know, to to build around Tarasenko. Tarasenko became kind of a footnote in the 2019 Stanley Cup playoffs. When you think of the when you think of the 2019 Stanley Cup, as good of a of a, po, a postseason as Vladdy had, mm-hmm. who do you think of when I say 2019 Stanley Cup? St. Louis Blues. I think of Bennington. I think of Petro. I think of Bo Meester. I think of Ryan O'Reilly, David Perron. Um, I think of Jaden Schwartz. Okay. Jay, the first series, he won that series. Would you think of Maroon? Pat Maroon. Okay. But I mean, yeah, no, Tarasenko. He had a great series. He had a great he, he did. postseason. He, he did. He, he really came alive in that San Jose series. Mm-hmm. I think he had that penalty shot. That's really when he came alive. He had a goal in the Dallas, the Dallas series, too, but. Um, played good defense. He was blocking shots. Yeah, he, 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 he played wasn't a complete the version effort. that he was like when he came up and he's scoring two goals in his his NHL debut against the Red Wings. Like he right. he wasn't that flashy player. He's not the video, you know, the the cover of NHL type player. Yes. He was a guy that had tenure in the league and he he scored when he needed to score. But you had other guys around him mm-hmm. that made him 
not obsolete, but like he didn't have to be. He's an afterthought. Yeah, sure. But you don't have that right now for for Jordan Cairo. So you either continue to build with Cairo and kind of make him an afterthought where you say, hey, you're getting a point point, uh, per game out of this guy. Cool. The rest of the team, you asked Jamie Rivers this earlier, Kerry. If the rest of the team was better, would we be focusing so much on Cairo? No. Right. So you either continue down this path and you make Cairo, you just turn him into what it, what exactly is and don't ask him for anything else mm-hmm. because you've got it all covered, or you trade him and say, no, that isn't good enough. Do you have a fear that if a player is of that mindset that, you know, it's not consistent, it's not every single day, how does that impact the rest of the team? Like if you are, if you have to sit out one of your start, two of your star players for an entire third period, what is that saying about those guys or about him and, and, and how how far you can go with that group if that person is one of the because regardless of if you are a leader or not, when you are one of the highest paid players, you are naturally looked at as mm-hmm. one of the leaders of the sure. team. That that money goes that way. You just look at him like he's making he's making X amount of dollars. Yeah, that's one of our guys. He is important to what we're doing because if he's not having success, we're probably not having success. It's a great question. If there's if there's more around Kairu though, can yeah, you just he's getting paid? He, he is, he is just like I mean, Vladdy got paid too. But eventually, you got to a point where you had more than enough guys to carry the team, and Vladdy could just be Vladdy. Yeah, you know what I mean. I just I just feel like if you're getting paid X amount of dollars, like. Robert Thomas was an all-star this year. That's mm. the expectation when you are getting paid X amount. Of, it, for, for Jordan yeah, Cairo, it's to score goals. Sure. It's to be impactful. If you say, well, you know what? I'm going to score 40, 35 goals, but probably not going to play much defense. People might say, meh, okay. But you you better be scoring 35 to 40 goals. Mm. Like You better make an impact on the offensive side if you're not going to give us much on the defensive side because you're you're you can't have both. You can't. I'm going to play defense when I feel like it. And there are going to be times where I don't shoot the puck. Like, yep. You have to have one or the other. I, I think there's a lot of players on this team that are getting paid. Not as much as them, of course, Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo. They're still getting paid a, a handsome amount of money who are also very inconsistent. Yes. And we're not even looking at them. I mean, right. sometimes there's people on the internet that are like, oh, why is this guy doing that? And I mean, I agree. Like, It's like, what are you doing out there? But we need to look at the whole group as, as one because there's a lot of players mm. that are just mailing it in. Well, that's and that irritates me. That is why, gentlemen, you're in the spot that you're in. And a lot of them are veteran players too. So if I'm Jordan Kyra, I know you mentioned that he is a leader, right? Because of that amount of money that right. he's making, and I agree with you on that uh, to an extent. However. He's looking at some of these veteran players, and those guys are somewhat mailing it in from game to game. Right? Why is he going to do anything different? So that, sure. that's how I look at it, a young guy looking at a veteran. like To me, the veterans, even though they're making less, they should still be setting the tone in that locker room. Well, I think the bottom line is, to your guys' point, the bottom line is you're not getting enough production out of your salary, out of, out of your cap. Yeah. you're not. That's why you are currently – looking up at the Kings and Predators when it comes to the wild card. Well, I think you're it's not a- getting enough production. You either want you either want a young cost control roster that it, you're that that is overachieving or 
you want to be getting exactly what you're paying for, and the Blues are you're not. Yeah, this, you're underachieving this based on the salaries. Has is bad contracts. Like, yes, I, that's been the theme for like two years now. It's yes. bad contracts, and let's not forget about that. It's the entire. It's, it's, it's more, the entire it's more than just, It's more than just Cairo. To your point. All right. Running backs are uh, carry. I was at the gym today. I looked. I looked up, and I think it was ESPN. They're having the discussion about whether or not running backs are being disrespected. Of I thought to myself, man. My co-host and my dear friend, Kerry Davis, he's going to agree. But is it accurate? That's next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Working out today at the MAC, and I looked up and I saw one of the uh, TV screens. I think it was on ESPN, and they're having thank you. They're having the discussion about whether or not running backs are being disrespected because Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, Derrick Henry, and Austin Eckler have either been told or there are reports that their teams will not place the franchise tag on them. And I thought to myself, boy, Kerry Davis is going to have a lot to say about this. The former running back and Super Bowl champion with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So Kerry. Given the news that these these running backs, these top running backs, are not going to be given the franchise tag by their respective teams, do you think they're being disrespected? Do you think the running back position is being disrespected? Well, yeah, it always has been for the last ten to fifteen years. I think, you know, they, there's a, a mindset that you can find a running back later in the draft. No need to draft them in the first round, and no need to spend extra money on a on a on a running back because. I guess people feel like they come a dime a dozen. But here's the thing. Last year, most of these guys were complaining about potentially receiving the franchise tag. They didn't want to. So now you're not going to receive it, and you have an opportunity to go wherever you want via free agency. And I think that's what every player wants. They want to be able to pick the, 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 the team that they want to play for, be able to sign a contract that they feel they are worthy of, and hopefully win a championship in that play. So I don't think it's a terrible thing because these guys are, are, as I said, free agents, will be free agents, and will get an opportunity to sign somewhere. The the only question that I think that there is is, you know, how much money? Mm-hmm. Because I, you probably won't see the three years, four years, $60 million deals, right? Three years, 60. It, it's just going to be hard. And so they're going to have to – most of these guys are going to go on a one- or two-year deal – one two-year deal, maybe with a team option for the second one, and and redo it again. Mm-hmm. And it's unfortunate because the running back, in my opinion, takes the most punishment of any position on the field. I mean, when you have that ball in your hand, you literally have 11 guys trying to cause physical harm to you. When you're a receiver and you catch the ball, you don't have D lineman that close to you. When you are a quarterback, you don't have uh, you got D linemen, but you don't have secondary members. But when you are running back and you break through the line of scrimmage, you got all eleven guys on the defensive side trying to tackle you and put and, and cause harm to you. So it's unfortunate that despite all of the work that they do, they're not going to be rewarded for it. Do you think that some of these running backs, given what team that they were on, that the team just looks at that and they're like, we're not. We're not a Super Bowl winning team. Like so why give them that money? Like we're not we're not going to beat we're not going to be there at the end of the year. Yeah. So let's take a different approach. The only team I could push back the push back on that is is probably the Chargers. 
Yeah. They're they're right. they're probably the closest, but I look at Tennessee, they're not a Super Bowl team. The Giants aren't a Super Bowl team. They need a new quarterback to begin with, mm-hmm. but they're stuck with uh Daniel Jones. Uh, who who was Raiders. the other? Who Josh was the other? Jacob. Josh Raiders, Jacob. Yeah. They're not a Super Bowl team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, n- why pay these guys? Let's just move on. So isn't that isn't that part of the point though? So, Carrie, let me ask you this, and be honest. And Marsh, I think based on what you just said, you'd you'd be in line with me. Be honest about this. You're building a team. Mm-hmm. You're building the team in the NFL. You have X amount of cap space to go around. What positions are you investing in? Oh, quarterback first. Quarterback first. Number one, and then uh, offensive line. To protect my quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, a defensive line, somebody that can get after the quarterback. There you go. Because those are, in my opinion, the most important positions. And after that, we can figure it out. Yeah, like, right. I, I, I might take a tight end, a star tight end, because how he can impact the middle of the field. Sure. And if I got a younger quarterback, he can big body guy, get him the ball. Yeah. But you always, you definitely need to have a running game. Like sure. some form of a running game. But your OC has to call runs. Like the Baltimore Ravens, yeah. Ran the ball, I think, seven times with their running backs in that AFC Championship game, and yeah. they lost. So it's nice to have those guys, but you have to utilize those guys and allow them to be as impactful as they can. We talked about – I mean, Christian McCaffrey is a perfect example. He's going to touch the football. Isaiah Pacheco, we knew that he got if he got the ball in that Super Bowl, they were going to have more success. So it's important, but I think some of these organizations just don't view it as that, as that way, and they think – I can go get a seventh-round pick in Isaiah Pacheco and, mm-hmm. and be okay. But Christian McCaffrey wasn't. You see what I'm saying? So sure. it's more about the player than it is where you find him. But I think, though, you you just you hit on it, though. You you think you think just just like NFL teams think. Yeah. I got I got I have to, I have X amount of cap space to to devote to the to the quarterback. If I don't know a quarterback. It doesn't even matter what the running who the running back is. Mm-hmm. Offensive line. Pay, excuse me. Pay guys that are going to get after the quarterback. Mm-hmm. You start there. At some point, you run out of cap space, and you say, "Okay, where can I find value in the drafts?" You can find value in the middle to late rounds when it comes to running backs. Right. It's not just the Chiefs. Look yeah, at, but you, you. I mean, they felt that way about Tony Pollard. Right. Tony Pollard was not. I, I mean, you could, if you had eyes and understood how football works. You could understand that Zeke and Tony Pollard together were a hell of a combination. Sure. Tony Pollard by himself was not going to be what you needed him to be. Right. And so, you know, that's not a, a top tier draft pick that they got. But just not understanding the position in the way that it needs to be understood and, and the impact of that position and certain players. I think Saquon Barkley is a guy you can get a ball to 25 times a game. 25 touches. It could be 10, you know, seven or eight passes and, and 15 carries, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Derrick Henry, you can hand him the ball 25 times and know that he's going to get close to 100 yards right. and be punishing defenses. But you got to pay for that. You you do, but you don't get that everywhere. Like, it's it's hard to find a guy that can run the ball downhill as many times as he can and punish defenses. But if I'm but again if I'm looking at it, I'm trying to win NFL games. I'm trying to get to the Super Bowl. I'm trying to do and I have I we're not working in Major League Baseball where it's a free for all where only five mm-hmm. teams can actually, you know, five teams can st- are, are going to be willing to spend. I have got to devote my cap space to positions that are going to be the most impactful. I would love to have Derrick Henry. I would love to have Saquon Barkley. But can I get can I get by with Saquon? Can I get by with Isaiah Pacheco or Damian Williams or yeah, if whoever? Got, if you got Patrick Mahomes, right? That's a, <laughs> right. Like it has to work with your offense, though. If you're a team that re, that needs 
the running back position to step up and, and be productive to make things easier for your quarterback, mm-hmm. then yeah, you probably need to have a guy that's like a bell cow that can really just take the ball and, and just and literally run with it. Even then, even then, I, I still want to pay my defensive line. I still want to pay my offensive line. I want to I want to build in the trenches and work and work out. But again, that, well, that's why that's why every team's not perfect, right? Because yeah. you have to make those decisions, and some teams are better than others. They do it better than others. Mm-hmm. But I think, really, I think it comes down to timing. Some teams have really good running games. Well, they don't have to pay that guy because he's a rookie, sure. Or like he's on a rookie deal. The same thing with a quarterback, right? Like that's why some teams have more success. And it's harder to have sustained success. I think some of these guys that we mentioned, though, they have trouble staying healthy. Mm-hmm. That's a huge thing. I'm not going to give a bunch of money to a guy that can't go a full year playing. Yeah. Like, that, when was the last time Austin Eckler was healthy for a full year? Yeah, it's been it's been a minute. That goes to Kerry's point about the just the nature of of the position, and it's and it sucks for them because you're right. They they take the the, the beating and then they turn around. They don't get paid. It's like ah, you might get hurt because right. you play that position. It's tough. I. I think all things are true here, what we're talking about. I think that, that having a, a sound running game is important. Yes, the Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes. They also have to pay Patrick Mahomes, though. You have to you have to at some point say, where am I going to save? Right. What's my identity of the team? What actually helps me win the Super Bowl? I think I, I think it's more complicated than just saying, ah, oh, the running back, these running backs are being disrespected. Because if I'm building an NFL team, I'm not shelling out a bunch of money. I'm not dedicating a lot of cap space to Saquon Barkley or to Derrick Henry just because uh, those are those are good players. I have to look I have to look at my O line, my D line and of course the quarterback. Yeah, but they are important players. They are. For your roster and for they your are. for your offensive, you know, side of the ball. Mm-hmm. And if you have one of those guys that can take care of the ball, control the control the clock and keep an opposing uh elite quarterback off of the field, you would definitely want to have one of those guys. That's Kerry Davis. I'm Anthony Stalter. It's the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. Are you sold? We're going to play Are You Sold next. 314-399-9646. If you want to deliver an Are You Sold for us, we'll do it next in the Fast Lane. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Let's play Are You Sold in the Fast Lane with Kerry Davis. I'm Anthony Stalter. Here's Andrew Marsh. All right, gentlemen, from the 314, are you sold on this quote-unquote veteran presence? The Cardinals' front office have signed this offseason that they will make a long-lasting impact on the younger players and actually foster real growth and development in future seasons when the veterans are all gone again. Well, yeah. Wow. I told you. Veteran presence is what wins championships. Not All the right. players. Kerry, do you actually believe that? I mean, the Cardinals do. So, yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Why wouldn't I believe that? All right, so let's unpack this. All right. I think Sonny Gray can have a, a big impact. I think Lance Lynn can have a big in- impact. Same with Gibson. But who else are they imparting wisdom on? Like Zach Thompson, Matthew yeah. Libertor. And are they going to do that? Because... Once spring training ends and some of these guys go back to Memphis. How does that work? How does that work, right? Probably not. But I do think that Wilson Contreras can impart wisdom on Yvonne Herrera. Mm-hmm. I think that Matt Carpenter can help out young guys like Jordan Walker and Mason Wynn. 
So yeah, I do. I think I think you can have a long long lasting impact. However, it does start with the young guys. Because yeah. if if you're Mason Wynn and Jordan Walker, those are two guys that seem very open and respectful to players that have done it before them. Yeah, I think obviously you have to play well. Like yeah. We can talk, you can have all the veterans in the world. If guys aren't playing well, it doesn't matter. You can have guys talking to their heads are blue. Like it, you got to perform well on game day and start there. And now, for me, the veteran presence helps with everything else. How to how to manage when you're in a slump, right? How, or you got some things going on at home that are maybe carrying over to the ballpark. How to manage those? How to compartmentalize those things and make sure that you aren't taking your off the field stuff onto the field with you, and you're clear and and present when you show up every single day. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what veteran leadership mostly does. Yeah, make sure that guys are prepared for game day. Now, what what? Your talent is going to get you through the rest of it. Yeah. Like you, you, you know, but you're going to have some times where you're struggling and having a guy that has been in that position talking to you and helping you talk, talk you out of it is, is very, very important. From the 314, are you sold that Blues ownership will force Doug Armstrong to be a buyer at the deadline because they want gate revenue? No. No, I don't think so. No, I don't get that impression at all. I don't get the impression at all that that Stillman interacts with Doug Armstrong and and is one of those o- the, the owners that's hands on with his player personnel men. I think Stillman is hands off in that regard. I think he lets the hockey people do the hockey things. I think Doug Armstrong, it's it's his vision, it's his plan, it's his execution. So no, I don't. I'm not sold on that at all. I think Doug Armstrong, whatever Doug Armstrong does at the deadline, it will be because he he wanted that. Not Stillman. I think Stillman trusts Army. That's yeah. the vibe I get. I agree with you. From the 314, are you sold that Shohei Otani will win the batting title this year in the National League? Going to be hard to do so when Nolan Arnato wins the batting title oh, for mm. the National League. Mm, that he didn't really seem have, that convincing. You might need to do that. He's going to have some guys on his team that he's competing with, isn't he? Yeah, Paul Goldschmidt. No, not that guy. Oh. Shohei, man. Oh, come on, Kerry. <laughs> You you're the one like that who? said the Mookie Dodgers, Betts? yeah, Mookie, Freddie, Freddie, Freddie Freeman, Freeman. Yeah. Will Smith, maybe a few guys. You're the one that said the Dodgers are going to win the World Series. I did not. You mm. said they signed everybody this offseason. That's because they signed everybody and this offseason. They spent a billion dollars, and they they are they they basically making their way to the World Series. You added everybody. that last part. Well, I think that's what you said. Andy. They signed Shohei Otani. They, they signed Yamamoto. They signed. They they, they acquired. Teoscar Hernandez, they you acquired said they class now. Everyone this offseason, they did, which also means that they're going to win the World Series. No, dude. how does that not? What if you sign? If you signed everyone, then no one has. Then everyone else doesn't have I'm, anyone. I'm not saying that's, that. That's what you said. No, I, I, no. I know I've been a little under the weather. You have. But I'm pretty sure I heard that. Marsh, did you hear that? You're a little foggy right now. I heard it, now. yeah. They yeah, signed You everyone. heard it because Kerry said it, not because I said it. I heard it last week. And they're going to win yeah, a World from Series. from Kerry. No, I think you said it last week, and then Kerry brought sure. it up and reminded me last week that you had said that the Dodgers would win the World Series. Because they signed everybody and spent a billion dollars. I, I, I hear it. You, you know what? The Do- you know what the Dodgers are? I made a... I made a a reference to Jurassic Park. I have an I have another one here. They're the Indominus Rex. No, no, no. I, it's it's not it has nothing to do with dinosaurs. Uh, no dinosaurs involved. Uh, the Dodgers are that kid that plays video games 
that doesn't want to actually take the time to unlock all the cool things. He's just going to have mom and dad <laughs> pay for it. Yeah. And so he goes in and pays for everything, gets yeah. all the V-Bucks, and then pays for all the cool stuff, and then becomes, quote-unquote, good. I see what you're saying. That's, yeah, it's like... Instead of going through the actual challenges... Yeah, and actually unlocking players. You just uh, buy all the good players. I don't know what you're talking about right it's now. Video games. In a video game where... You didn't you have to buy play, stuff back in the day. Well, no, this is new age. You you, mm-hmm. you you have to play the certain challenge, uh-huh. beat the challenge, and then it unlocks something that gives mm-hmm. you more money or gives you access to something else. Or you can just pay... $25, $10 to unlock it and not have to go through the challenge. Oh. And then you get What's all the point of, of that? that? It's easier. And then you become better. <laughs> like the Dodgers. You really the don't. Dodgers. And that's <laughs> the how they're going to win the World Series, Anthony. Yeah. They're going to be all, all the way right. at the end while everybody else is fighting through the challenges because they just paid for it. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like the Patriots. They used to start on level 10 of 20 every single year because they played in the AFC East. Oh. Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, yeah. It reminded me of another team. You know who they are? You know, we're still speaking video games. They're playing in one of the the, the easy lobbies. Like everyone's playing on normal. They're playing on beginner. Yeah. Yeah. And they had Tom Brady. Yeah. They like the best video game player yeah. ever. And they Stat also got to start on level ten. Makes life easier. It certainly mm-hmm. does. You were saying they they like another team. We got the gauntlet. We got a returning gauntlet uh, member next here in the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane podcast presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Four warriors, four categories, one challenger. Can you master the gauntlet? The gauntlet is powered by Master, your hometown source for business communications for more than 30 years. Visit Mastor.com. 404, your time check is brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler with Carrie Davis and Andrew Marsh. I'm Anthony Stalter, and we've got a returning gauntlet guest. Marsh, who we got? Uh, we have Brad today. Brad, you knocked off Carrie yesterday, and you're back for uh, round two, where you're going to take on either Marsh or me today. What's going on, man? Not much. How's your day going? Day's going pretty good. Day's going pretty good. Brad, yeah. would you like to take on Marsh? Or- everybody's got their coach for this morning. It's going to drop to 30 degrees tonight. Uh, Can't believe it. Brad, shut your mouth. I don't like hearing that. <laughs> I, I know. Well, all right. Anyway, I'm going to go with Marsh because I'm waiting uh, for you to be last because you took me out last time, bud. All right. Brad's working his way uh, kind of a similar way as, as last time. So, Brad, go ahead and tell Marsh to spin that wheel, and then we'll go from there. Marsh, spin the wheel and leave the room. <laughs> wow. All right. Sounds good. Brad's aggressive today. Uh, are you still hoping for hockey or random, Brad, or what are you hoping for? Absolutely. Those are my two strongest. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, Marsh is not out of the room yet. He's going to the cone of silence after giving Carrie the launch codes. Carrie, can you see that? Yeah, I can. Oh. It's, um, hockey. Okay. So we got hockey today. How do you feel about that, Brad? All right. Okay. I feel good. All right. Thank you, Carrie. All right. Brad, as you know, four questions, all hockey. Marsh is going to get the same four questions today. Each question is worth two points unless he asks for the options. If he asks for the options, those questions are worth one point. Are you ready? I am. All right. 
In Game 7 against the Blackhawks in 2016, Troy Brower scored the game-winning goal in the third period. Paul Stastny had the second secondary assist. Who had the primary assist on that goal? 2016. Yep. Uh, 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 give me the options. I don't want to. I can go through. Give me the options. All right. Uh, Jaden Schwartz, Robbie Fabry, or Yori Laterra? <laughs> so many jokes. Uh, I'll go with. Uh, Final answer. Final answer, Fabry, yeah. Question number two. Paul Stasny played for five different teams in his NHL career. Which team drafted him? Uh, I think it's Winnipeg, but that's... that's I'm just going to... For some reason, I think it's Winnipeg. I'm going to go with Winnipeg. Final answer? Final answer. Final answer. All right, question three, Brad. Paul's father, Peter Stastny, played the majority of his NHL career with which team? Peter Stastny played with the Eastern Conference team. The Quebec Nordiques, the Hartford Whalers, or the New Jersey Devils? Oh, what's the other one I'm saying? I'm going to say Nordiques, Quebec Nordiques. Final answer. Final question. <laughs> the Nordiques turned into which current NHL franchise? Colorado Avalanche. Final answer. All right, we will welcome Marsh back in from the Kona Silence. Brad, how you feeling? Uh, I think I got about. I think I got three right. One, I'm completely guessing. On. Okay. All right, Marsh is making his way back in from the Kona Silence right now. He's got his uh, customary water. Likely to take a sip of said water before he puts on his his headphones and he gets ready to go here. Headphones on. Mic adjusted. Sip of water's coming. Mm-hmm. You ready? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, there, you there we go. All right, Marsh. The yes. Wheel of Destiny chose hockey for you today. The Wheel of Destiny? Yeah. Oh, Since Kerry's like trying to save his With voice, the I'll... Death. Or, wheel not. of Death? Oh, man. Pack a lunch, Marsh. Okay. Lunch. Question one. In Game 7 against the Blackhawks in 2016, Troy Brower scored the game-winning goal in the third period. Paul Stastny had the secondary assist... Who had the primary assist on that goal? Yeah, Robbie Fabry, final answer. Robbie Fabry. All right, question number two. Paul Stasny played for five different teams in his NHL career. Which team drafted him? That would be the... I think it was the... Was it the Colorado Avalanche? Yeah, it was the Colorado Avalanche, final answer. Question three. Paul's father, Peter Stastny, played the majority of his NHL career with which team? I'll go with the uh, Quebec Nordiques. Final answer. Question number four. The Nordiques turned into which current NHL franchise? The Colorado Avalanche. Final answer. 
All right, Marsh, just a uh, recommendation for you. you got to slow down. <laughs> you got to slow down. you got to listen to the question in full. Oh. Because I think you missed some things here. Uh -oh. well, let's go over these. You gave his final answer anyways. Oh, in Game crap. 7 against the Blackhawks in 2016, Troy Brower scored the game-winning goal in the third period. Paul Stastny had the secondary assist, who had the primary assist on that goal. Brad, you said Robbie Fabry. Marsh, you said Robbie Fabry. Correct answer is... Robbie Fabry. But Marsh didn't need the option, so we ah. had a 2-1 lead for Marsh. Paul Stastny played for five different teams. Actually, you know, we're going to hop over that. Paul's <laughs> father, Peter Stastny, played the majority of his NHL career with which team? Brad, you said the Quebec Nordiques. Marsh, you also went with the Nordiques. Correct answer is... The Quebec Nordiques. But Marsh didn't need the options. 4-2 ah. lead for Marsh. Uh -huh. The Nordiques turned into which NHL franchise? Which current NHL franchise? Brad, you said the Colorado Avalanche. Marsh, you said the Avalanche. Correct answer is? The Colorado Avalanche. Neither of you needed the options for that one. So as it stands right now, Marsh with six. Brad with four. Neither of you used the options for this last question. Paul Stastny played for five different teams in his NHL career. Which team drafted him? Marsh, you said the Colorado Avalanche. Brad, you said the Winnipeg Jets. Since Carrie and I have the options in front of us, we'll let you know that both teams were options. They were. The other option was the Carolina Hurricanes. If it's the Colorado Avalanche, Marsh sweeps the board today. If it's the Winnipeg Jets, we get a walk-off. If it's the Carolina Hurricanes, well, Marsh still wins today because he's got that lead. Carrie, which team drafted Paul Stastny? The Colorado Avalanche. Brad. You have chosen poorly. You lose. Not today. <laughs> Marsh was on one today. Ooh, ooh. He wins eight, eight to four today, Brad. Uh, you got it to you got to round two. Questions were right in his wheelhouse, though, man. Sorry, thanks for playing, though. Oh yeah, hey, thanks for having me on, guys. Love the show. Keep it up. Thanks, Good Brad. Job, Brad. We appreciate Thank it. You. We'll see you, buddy. All right, Marshy. That was the Jordan flu game right that there. Was. Wow. Yep, that Woo. certainly was. Nice job. I had to throw Thank a little you. drama into into. Uh, yeah, into you were you. trying to trip me up there. I was like, oh crap! <laughs> I didn't hear it. No, you definitely heard all the uh, all the questions, and you heard them correctly. Marsh Wednesday, eight to four. Music I was listening to. What were you listening to in there? Fortnite? No, no, not today. I was listening to the Godzilla theme music. Oh, little Led Zeppelin with P Diddy or whatever. Puff Daddy. I don't really. Yeah, Godzilla. The Godzilla soundtrack from back in the day. No, I was thinking of uh, Godzilla Minus One, that I, soundtrack. I don't know what Godzilla Minus One is. Great I thought you were talking about the, the movie soundtrack, Godzilla. I'm talking about the, the with Matthew Broderick? That Godzilla movie? I don't know. <laughs> that movie. I'm I talking like about that the one movie. like 20 years ago. Puff Daddy did a, did a remix with... Uh, I never knew that. Yeah. I'll have to look that up. I have no idea what you're talking about. You'll like it. Or you Maybe. Won't. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't know. That's what I thought you were talking about. No, no I have no all. idea what Godzilla minus one is. You should, you should check it out. Like minus one of his arms? No, or? it's just like it's just called Godzilla minus one. That doesn't make any I've sense. Never heard and of it. Uh, yeah. it just came out. Like, it's it's a Japanese film. It's all oh. in Japanese. Okay. But they played it here in the United States. It won awards. 
had a small budget. It, it, it was a great film. Hmm. Great film. Highly recommended. Probably wow. the best Godzilla movie wow. ever made. No kidding. In my opinion. Even on a small budget, huh? I mean, it was like a couple. It was like a couple million dollars, okay. but like, like compared to like you know the Avengers, you know they had like a couple hundred <laughs> million dollar budget. All right, fair enough. The Cardinals, Victor Scott. Shouldn't we should we be rooting for Victor Scott to earn the center field job? We'll get into that next. Don't want to spam. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. It's the Fastlane on 101 ESPN with Kerry Davis and Andrew Marsh and Anthony Stalter. Joe Vitale is going to join us in 10 minutes from Winnipeg. We'll talk a little blues hockey with him. Uh, but before we do that, back into the Cardinals. Victor Scott in today's game. And this is uh, a tweet that was, was handed to us by our guy Swan. Victor Scott had the hardest hit ball at 105.9 miles per hour. He had the fastest sprint speed at 30.2 miles per hour and the hardest throw at 90.4 miles per hour. Now, those are analytics, and Gary, I know you don't like analytics. Nah, I do. <laughs> you like them when they're they're pretty good for, they make sense. for the Cardinals. Yeah. yeah. Victor Scott, is it is it crazy to think that he could have a great spring, turn heads so much, Jordan Walker style a year, a year ago? Now, they're not the same prospect, right? Like mm-hmm. Jordan Walker was... Somebody that everybody knew was going to be a top prospect. Victor Scott has be- has become a top 100 prospect this year, but it wasn't a year ago. But is it crazy to think that Victor Scott could emerge out of spring training and make the make the team? Well, I think with the injury to Tommy Edmond, you probably are looking at that potential. And again, how well does Dylan Carlson do? It's about these per- these people getting an opportunity, and with injuries, opportunities are are. They arise. So this is an opportunity for Victor Scott. I think he is a talented player, a very talented player. And you want lockdown defense. You want guys that can cover ground, that can make plays in the outfield. And I've said this time and time again, if Victor Scott is your center fielder, then it makes life easier to put Tommy Edmond when he's healthy back at second base because he has won a gold glove there. Mm-hmm. Now your defense up the middle with Mason Wynn, Tyler Edmond, and Victor Scott is stellar. It should be, which – Helps your pitching staff. And all of those things, some of the issues that we had last year, we're going to give up some hits. You're going to get bats on balls. Well, hopefully, with great and elite fielders with range and the ability to move around, you won't have, um, you won't give up as many hits. So I think it, I think it just makes your team better. And all, all in all, when, you're, when you have competition, then your team is going to be better. But him being able to solidify himself, and if he can hit at the plate, obviously he can run, he can do all of the things. He has all the intangibles. If he can find a way to be on this opening day roster and be your starting center fielder, I think your team is better because of it. I would love for Victor Scott to be on this team. He he, he reminds me of like uh, like Shane Victorino, right? Out in center <laughs> field, shorter guy, but just fast as you know what. Yeah. Can hit the ball, can steal bases. The thing is, though, if he is not going to be your everyday center fielder, he should not be on the big club. He needs to. He needs to get at bats. Yeah. He need. He, he just played double A, right? So. Right. He needs to get some of those at bats. I could see something like what we saw last year happening with Mason Wynn, right? He went all the way down to like September before he got called up. 
um, or was it uh, whatever? The months blurred together. Yeah, he he didn't. He wasn't up very long. Yeah, uh, but <laughs> is watching that dude steal bases the other day was incredible. Like, you want you, to have you that. need that on your team. You Could get you? him, Mason Went Like you get guys that can that oh, are not man. station to station that can create runs that can, that can put pressure on opposing pitchers. That's what makes your team better when you can manufacture runs yeah. in ways that you couldn't do last year because right. they were they they just weren't able to. You like you need those things, and and again, it makes your defense better. It makes your 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 ability on the base pass better. I don't. I don't. If he's able to handle major league pitching and not struggle, you know, not have issues, I don't see why he wouldn't be. He got a base hit and scored without the Cardinals even getting a hit the other day, that which matters. is huge because they yeah. couldn't get hits with runners in scoring <laughs> position last year. Right. So if you have him stealing home every time, if that's the case, if he can do it. That's great. <laughs> it would be a benefit, that's for sure. But if he does make the team, who is not on the team then? Well, at, at this, at initially, at initially it would be Tommy Edmond. Well, when he comes back. When he comes back, your if Victor Scott be... does, if he's like the guy, then it's Alec Burleson. Because your okay. outfield I'm is okay solidified. Yeah. Or is it Brandon Crawford? Or it could be Brandon Crawford. Because you don't sure. think he's going to be here more than two weeks. I don't, because I think it's a Tommy Edmond yeah, injury. He's just but here just to say, just for a cup of coffee. He's here just to provide injury depth. Would you rather have Brandon Crawford or Alec Burleson on your team? Uh, because how much outfield Burleson. depth do you already have? And he's not an, and Burleson's not an outfielder. Yeah, but he has next well, to his he, name. No, and they have OF. We could put. We could. I'm just telling you what the Cardinals we could say. put MD next to my name. Doesn't make me a doctor. <laughs> it would. <laughs> uh, I guess Alec Burleson because he provide. I mean, if you're talking about a bench bat, I would want somebody with power. So Burleson in that in that case. I don't know. I'm I'm fired up for the the, the just the idea of Victor Scott having a big spring training. Making the big league team and then him sticking around and having Tommy Tommy Edmond back at second base. I just I you'd love, be you'd be I solid be up the middle. So happy I love his that. mindset. I want more players like with that mindset. You just want you know what, Marsh? You just want exciting players. I do, and that's I, I'm, all you I'm want. You just want exciting players. Year. You're sick of boring players. I am sick of boring players. You're a uh, you're a, a boringist. No, you no. hate boring people. Well, we all probably are that then. I and Marsh, go, I'm with you. I want to go to the ballpark, and I want to see exciting players. I want to see people without Marlins jerseys at Bush Stadium <laughs> when they're not playing Marlins. I want to see a lot of exciting things. Yeah. And I didn't really get to see that last year. No. And I, I went. I, you know, I went to the games, and you know, a few of the games, and I had a good time. But like at the end of the day, could have had a better time. Could have had a better time. If they won more games. If they won more games, I went to that first first series. Actually, thanks to you, you actually hooked me up with some tickets. Yeah, you're welcome. Went with Action Jackson. Nice. Saw Jack Flaherty walk like ten guys. Gave up zero <laughs> hits. Won that no game, runs. Though. Yeah, they ended up winning. I thought this yeah, would be a great he, year. He win. Little did I know that was a microcosm of what <laughs> that season was going to be. Good. All right, we got to get to Joe Vitale, who's going to join us. For from Winnipeg. All right, but but before we do, real quick, does Victor Scott make the team on a spring training, yes or no? This I'm is total, say, total prediction, total guess. I'm going to say he should. He probably will do enough too, but mm. I'm going to say no. I agree with Kerry. Which is disheartening. I'm going to say yes. He's too cool for the Cardinals. I'm going to say yeah. Right. Yeah, you're they right about that. Yeah. Cool kids. He's more of a race player. Um, 
<laughs> you saying I they're going to trade him to the Rays now? Yeah, oh yeah. All yeah. Right. yeah. Yep. Five, four, 26. They got somebody down guy. there that they're overhyping pitching wise that they're going to be like, you know what? We'll give him, we'll give this guy up to you. You can have him. Yeah. Victor. We don't want to give him up, but you know, I think he makes the team. And then when Tommy Edmonds activated, they sent him down, even though he's like 30 for 30. No. <laughs> what? With, with 10 steals. Oh, that's ridiculous. Man, yeah. we just need his launch angle to be a little <laughs> bit more. Joe Vitale next from Winnipeg here on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Joey Vitale views things a little differently. Just imagine how he looks at hockey. Whoa! This is The View from Vitale, brought to you by Scott Lee Heating Company, a proud Mitsubishi Electric Elite contractor. With Kerry Davis and Anthony Stalter, it's the Fastlane on 101 ESPN. Let's head to our 101 ESPN celebrity line. We have Joe Vitale on the line, and uh, tonight... Uh, the Blues take on the Winnipeg Jets. Pre-game right here on 101 ESPN starting at 6 o'clock. What's up, Joe? Stall, things are going good, man. Things are going really good. How are you guys? We're, do- we're doing good. Uh, not a great game in Detroit. Um, some would say a-, a total disaster. Dumpster fire, Joe. But look, <laughs> you're only as good as the game that you're about to play or something like that. Winnipeg is a really good team, though. So... How do the Blues get to their quote-unquote game? Because they keep talking about how they just need to get to their game, Joe. So how do they get to it tonight? Well, first of all, I really I really like your line better than my line. My line was you're only as good as your last game. And considering that Detroit game, I'm, I'm going with your line. I like your line a little Switch bit better. It up. I don't want this Blues team to think you're only as good as the Red Wings game. Um, you know, I tell you what, this is a – a situation for this team, and you hear that term a lot, find our game, got to find our game, got to get to our game. You know, one of the areas, and, and you can break this down, I mean, so much needs to go right to win hockey games. So much needs to go right to win championships. You need that that synergy. You need a lot of things to go right all at the right time. You know, one of the areas, just looking at the last two games, uh, when this Blues team talks about we have to find our game again, uh, an area certainly to keep an eye on tonight's game, it's gotten really loose over the last two, has been that, that backdoor pressure that we're seeing. You know, the Islanders could have capitalized three or four times on the power play and five on five, just passes that are going right through the crease to our options. And I don't know how uh, the New York Islanders didn't take advantage. Zach Hyman had two point playing chances across the paint. Uh, one thing good about our goaltending is certainly is the the lateral motion, the lateral movements. Bennington and Hofer both have been bailing this t- team out a lot when it comes to that backside pressure. And then you're starting to see in that Detroit game where when it's not good, then the goalies have to feel like they need to lean to the left and lean to the right when they're taking pressure. So instead of just facing a shot and taking on that shot with the trust of having the back door covered by your defenseman, now the goalies are in between because that back door is not covered, uh, which is very difficult for goaltenders, we all know, because at the end of the day, they're human and they can't do it all. Joey, there's been a level of frustration for Jordan Cairo um, and just from fans getting out in our text line all day. What are your thoughts on his play and what do you think he needs to do to be better to help this team win games? Well, first of all, I'll say that I think the frustration by the fans, you know, I'm not going to say it's not warranted. I I think it is warranted at times and I can see why they are frustrated uh, by, by him and his play. And, And why I say that is because, you know, you go back to two games ago when he was just 
so unbelievably good in that Islanders game. I mean, to me, even though he wasn't a star in that game, I think he was the best player on the ice. And you, listen, you had a goaltender that got a 38-save shutout. You had one guy that had a hat trick, and you had another guy that had three assists, Thomas Buchnevich and, of course, Bennington with the, with the shutout. But it was actually Cairo in my mind, from how I watched it upstairs, it was the driver of that line, the driver of that game. He took that game over by the forecheck, stripping pucks and creating plays. So for fans, they see that. They see the speed. They see the tenacity. They see how his movement through the neutral zone, his forechecking ability, when he's competing on pucks, it can turn the game over. and He can single-handedly change the trajectory of a game. And there's not many players in the National Hockey League can do that. You know, certainly the obvious ones are the Connor McDavid's and the Nathan McKinnon's, but that that second layer beyond that, the, but just below those type of players, to me, I think Jordan Tyroo's there. He's a player that can take over a game and really drive it in the direction where he wants. He can slow it down or speed it up according to Will. So, Joe, really, really bad. I think for some reason, you know, he's finding a little bit tough time finding that consistency, and I think that that's why fans are frustrated. And and Drew Bannister, of course tried to get his attention last game. You know, he didn't like his first two periods. Kyra only played one shift in the third. Um, Joey. All right, let's try to get Joe back on the line here. I know Joe is prepping for tonight's game, so let's let's get him back on the line. You know, it's interesting. Jamie, we asked Jamie about Jordan Kyra earlier, and we just – hey, Joe, are you there? Yeah, you got me? Yeah, there we go. Got you now. Sorry. Go ahead. Sorry Continue. That, no, you know, you're I'm fine. Sorry about that, fellas. Uh, must have had a bad area. No, I was just saying that, you know, it looks so good. Then it, then it can look a little rotten, as it did in Detroit, where, you know, pucks are being turned over. He doesn't have that speed, doesn't have the forechecking. And then, of course, not even a shot on goal in that game between him and Thomas. They're too good of players. They're too good of players. And a first line has to be a driver every single night, um, at least to some degree. And, of course, Bannister didn't see that enough in Detroit. And he sat him in that third period. So that's going to be a big storyline heading into tonight's game against the Jets. Is how is this top line going to respond from not playing uh, pretty much the entire third period against that Detroit Red Wings team? Joe, I had made this comment uh, yesterday, in fact, and I asked Jamie the same question. Love to have your your take on it as well. We often talk about the 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 Blues. We don't know you know for their identity, or we don't know what we're going to get on a game to game basis. I think they're overly relying on their goaltending. I think if the goaltending is outstanding in the first period, they have a good shot to win. If not, we saw it in Detroit. Forget it. Is that fair to say that this Blues team is just overly relying on the goaltender and how Bennington or Hofer tonight plays? That's how the team's going to play. You know, Salt, you're so accurate with that. I'm going to have you go downtown to Ballpark Village and take over the pregame show. On <laughs> you're just gonna, trying to get I'm out gonna... of doing the pregame, Joe. I, 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 I see what you're doing. I think you can do it. Uh, I'm actually, uh, if, if fans want to tune in, um, in all seriousness, for, for Bally's pregame, I'll be on I'll be on tonight at 6.30. And Good. in that first block, we're going to we're gonna talk. I'm going to sit in front of a screen, a touch screen. We're going to kind of break down what you just talked about. I, I think you're absolutely right. And I, I've talked to Davey Alexander on multiple occasions, of course, the goaltending coach for St. Louis, multiple occasions about when you have a great goaltender like Jordan Bennington and Joel Hofer, I'm going to throw both of them in there. And, and it is special what the Blues have in the goaltending situation. And I know that because I talk to scouts around the league. When I'm in away buildings, they're always asking about our goalies. Every team is looking for what we have. We have it. But the problem with it being so good is that you can get really loose and you can be a little bit lackadaisical because why? You are counting on that your goalies are just that good. 
And I think that we're starting to see that. You know, you look at the Islanders game, and I'm going to show you some clips tonight if you want to watch it, but there are times that backdoor options um, on the power play, multiple chances they, they could have scored on, and they didn't. Zach Hyman in the Toronto game, he had two point-blank backdoor chances. They should be goals. Anyone can score these goals, and all of a sudden, Benson slides over laterally, good hard push, and makes a save. So you love that you have a goaltender that can make those type of saves, but the problem is if you're not fixing the issue, eventually, because he is human. That's what really was noticeable in that Detroit game, is that I think the Blues have been leaning too heavily on Bennington being this good that now the structure defensively is a little bit loose because you know you have such a good goaltender when at the end of the day, guys, uh, it can take you a little bit far, but it's not gonna. It's gonna stop at some point. Your goaltender cannot make every single acrobatic backdoor save um, that's imaginable. At some point, it's gonna break, and and certainly in that Detroit game, it did. Joey, just a week ago, they were the number two seed in the wild card. Right now, they're chasing the Predators, um, and they're four points behind. Any any doubt or any thought that they will be able to actually get it back into that number two wild card spot? Well, it goes to show you how quickly things can change, yeah. you know, of course, in the standings. And this goes for, for a lot of different sports, but certainly hockey in this, in this time of the year. I mean, the Arizona Coyotes, who the Blues were chasing for the majority of the season, have just lost 12 straight, and they're, they're out, and I don't think they're ever going to come back. Uh, and that, that happens pretty quickly. On the flip side, you look at the Nashville Predators, a team that uh, caught the Blues, now ahead in the Blues by four points, and they went on a five-game winning streak all on the road. It started with the St. Louis game when they beat the Blues here on home ice here. And then they went on four more on that entire road trip, and now they put themselves in a wonderful spot. So that's what's interesting about this division. As soon as the Blues put together a pile of wins like they did right around the All-Star break, one in six out of a seven, now they're starting to kind of throw them away again, losing you know three out of four and two out of three, and now just five, five games over 500. So uh, this is where, is it reachable? Absolutely. Is it attainable? 100%. Uh, but if it is, it, it is going to have to happen on these next eight games, in my opinion. Um, at the at the end of the seventh game is the, is the trade deadline, and certainly decisions will have to be made. But the next eight games, seven of the eight are all on the road. And like I mentioned, the Nashville Predators certainly found their game on the road, winning five straight. Can the Blues do that as well? We're not talking about winning, you know, eight of the next eight. I mean, that's a little unrealistic. Uh, but of the seven next road games, all of the eight, can you put together? I don't know a six and two record, maybe even a five two and one record, something along those lines to put yourself in a wonderful position uh, because it really is kind of put up and shut up time. I think for this team, uh, they put themselves in a decent spot being five games over 500 around this time, uh, but there is still work to do as, as we all know, as there are teams that they are chasing and they're on the outside wanting to be in right now. Joe, good stuff. Uh, Have a great segment on the Bally Sports Midwest pregame show. And we'll talk to you again soon. Sounds good, boys. You guys have a great week as well. All right, thank you. This is Joe Vitale here in the Fastlane on 101 ESPN. You can listen to the game on the Blues Radio Network and, of course, the pregame right here on 101 ESPN starting at 6 o'clock. You'll hear uh, Alex Ferrario. I'm sure you'll hear from uh, Chris Kerber. And Yeah, going to be interesting night in Winnipeg. I'm excited to watch you on the uh, Valley oh, yeah. Sports pregame show. Oh, he's he's down. I think Joe, hired. I think Joe wanted to get out of that segment. I, think, I, I think, thought you were going to do it. I think you should go down there. Do it. Listen, I could drop some hockey knowledge on people, but most of it's going to basically be a promo for the Clearer Camp. Wow. I see yep. what you did there. It's yeah. not a bad idea, though. It's actually not. Because once Jordan Bennington makes the save, the initial save, you clear it up. you got to clear the puck. Exactly. And, Marsh, what do you often the... say on your Maryville broadcast? Uh, I mean, clearing the puck is one of the most important things exactly. out there. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. You're welcome, hockey fans. <sighs> you got to do it. You're welcome.
Okay, we've got our sports six pack coming up. Yeah, we do. <laughs> so, text it 314-399-9646 if you question for a carrier. Send it in. Sports six pack next. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. It's time for the fast lane to answer your sports questions. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. Asking me all these weird questions. Answer the question. Answer the question. Answer me. The sports six pack is now. Time for the sports six back here on the fast lane. Kerry Davis, Anthony Stalters, Andrew Marsh. Question one, please. Question number one. From the 314, would you guys take JJ McCarthy in the first round of the NFL draft? <laughs> no. Question two, please. <laughs> no, seriously, Kerry, what are we missing? I don't know. Because I feel the same way. I I've been hearing his name come up in first round conversations. I'm like, really first round I, top ten. Did I miss something here? Right. Like, when did he become better, or even on the same level as a Jaden Daniels, Michael Penix Jr., uh, Drake May, who you know may or may not, no pun intended, but may or may not be good. Caleb Williams. I, I don't know what the hell I'm hearing. Yeah. Like I, when I hear, you know, the 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 people on TV talk about, oh, JJ McCarthy is top ten pick. I'm like, is there a different one? <laughs> is there a different JJ that didn't play for Michigan? It got to be a different quarterback. Played for like LA Tech or something? I, I, I'm missing LA Tech. <laughs> it got to be another quarterback because the, the JJ McCarthy that I saw at Michigan did a damn good job of handing the ball off to Donovan Edwards and Blake Corum. Yeah. Handing it off you and 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 rolling out. Yep. Make sure you hold that defense man. Mm. He booted out and was able to find the tight ends and mm-hmm. the running backs in the flat. I, I thought that was outstanding. Yeah. I, I don't think it was anything that I would say, oh, yeah, I want that guy to run my offense. Kerry, I, you feel the way I do. You nailed I, it. I, he, I thought he, I was missing something. He wasn't the focal point of Michigan's offense. Care. You want to make a top 10, top 10 pick? I don't know what the heck. Am, am I crazy to think that Michael Penix Jr. is a legit NFL starter? I want to see how many yards J.J. McCarthy passed for this year. I I understand that Penix has the injury history. He was third in the Big Ten. Okay. How many yards did Penix throw for? 4,900. <laughs> is that all? Yeah. Uh, Jaden Daniels threw for 3,800. Plus all the rushing he, yeah, I mean, he wasn't. Uh, asked, he, he didn't he, have his head coach for a couple games. He yeah. wasn't asked to do anything <laughs> in Michigan's offense. I, I agree. How many touchdowns did he throw for? Twenty-three. No. Jane Daniels had what? Forty. Forty-five. Daniels had forty touchdowns passing, and like four picks. Four picks. Oh, uh, Nick threw for forty-five. Oh, I forgot about him. I just. I. He's like a twelfth-year senior, though. I don't. Get I, thought, it. I, I think I'm missing something. I would need to see what film they're watching. I know that Pen- I watched it and I didn't see it. No, I didn't either. I know that Michael Penix has the injury problems, and I know that he didn't he didn't look good against Michigan's defense. I, 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 I get that. That kid can spin it. He's Let's got see. he's got everything else. All right. Well, you know I don't like to disparage young men. Let's let's go okay. down the numbers. 
East Carolina, 280. UNLV, 278. Bowling Green, 143. Rutgers. Rutgers. Are these the teams that they played last year? Oh, yeah. What? Th- these are his passing yards. I, I want, These are, uh, where was that? Rutgers, 214. Nebraska, 156. Minnesota, 219. Indiana, 222. Michigan State, 287. Purdue went crazy, 335. 60 yards versus Penn State. 60 yards passing? 67 for eight. <laughs> what? Did he get hurt? No, I don't think so. I think he played the whole game. They won 24 to 15. That was when Sharon Moore was crying after the game. Wait, how did they get to go to the national championship when they play nobody good? Well, this is the Big Ten, They sir. got to Ohio State. They beat Ohio Maryland, State. Maryland, 141. Ohio State, 148. <laughs> Iowa, 147. Well, if you throw for 147 against Iowa, it might as well be 300, though. Yeah. Okay. 221 versus Alabama. <laughs> Iowa had a great defense. Uh, 140 versus Washington. He had two games. That's a top 10 pick. Why? Because he's got leadership skills. You know, yeah, the can. worst part about it is I keep seeing on Vikings Twitter that the Vikings might be interested. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Absolutely. I might not be a Vikings fan anymore. <laughs> what? I don't know if they get that guy. Come on with it. Hey, you could be Kirk Cousins' uh, backup there for a second. <sighs> yeah. Learn. Under yeah. I just got a new Kirk Cousins shirt, too, for Christmas. Did you? I did, and they're probably not going to re-sign him. He'll be well, there. he'll be there. Yeah, maybe on the road. You just have to believe. That's all it takes. All right? Just like Carrie and I believe that J.J. McCarthy should probably go in the second or third round. Mm. Or fourth. Or I don't get, I don't get it. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to crush him. I'm I'm literally I as I watch these other QBs play, I don't see the same prospect there. I agree. This is, also, this is also coming from the same guy that at one point liked Zach Wilson. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt. All right. Ah, yeah. She left that part out. Yeah. No, I'm, I want to be fair. <laughs> I want to be fair. Hey, you know what? Maybe he'll have a bounce back career. I it was with the Jets for crying out loud. That I, organization well, sucks. Yeah, they do. But I don't think so. <laughs> you never know. I missed on the character. You know what? Marsh. I've I've heard rumors that maybe he may go to the Los Angeles Rams. Oh yeah. Or Sean McVay, who has the best playbook, some would say. Mm. Maybe he revitalizes his career like he did to Baker Mayfield. Interesting. I don't think so, but All right. question two, please. Question number two. From the 636, is there a Marshawn Lynch in the NFL right now? Would he have been relevant if he was in his prime right now? So he definitely would be relevant. There's no question about it. Cause just just because he was, he was, you know, a great player. So he'd be relevant. But I understand I think I understand the kind of the the, the nature of the spirit of the question. Because this goes back to the running backs conversation that we had earlier. I think to the nature of the question, it is would he would somebody, if Marshawn was in his prime, pay him a truckload of money? No. And I don't think that I, the answer right to me would be no to. They don't care. They, they don't care about it. I mean, no. But I, but if you're thinking of a running back that I guess is uh embodies what Marshawn Najee Harris? No. No? No way. Why not? Did you just say that because he's a stealer? No, I said that because he's about the same size. He's a little bit taller. Najee is. Najee doesn't get the respect that he deserves. He's got a thousand yards in his first three seasons of his career. I wouldn't compare like, him to Marshawn combined? Lynch, though. No, each year. Okay. <laughs> Why do I think he's so much smaller than Marshawn Lynch? No, he's bigger than Marshawn. Those Alabama running backs, <laughs> man, they're they're huge. Plus, he's a March brother. 
who Marshawn? No, Najee Harris, oh, March 9th. Okay we just love me. everybody from for that was born in March. Yeah, I think he. I mean, they're about the same size. He's taller. He's two thirty-two. Yes, he's huge. He's six feet, and Marshawn was probably five ten, five eleven. 235? I don't know why I think Najee Harris is yeah. not. I mean, obviously, I don't think he's small, but when I think of Marshawn Lynch, I just think of an absolute beast. Mm. That would be the one that I think could be compared. Um, there's another one that I just had. I don't know why I think. Uh, who was it? I mean, Derrick Henry, but Derrick Henry's not he's in his prime huge, anymore. He's huge, though. He's much bigger. Yeah, he's 247. And he's like 6'4", six, 6'3". I can't believe his legs are that small. I agree. And, and this is somebody that can squat yeah. like 800 pounds. I, I don't know who the I, – I don't – that's a pretty good one with Najee Harris. I would have never thought that. I would have never said that. But Kerry uh, brings up a good point. Isaiah Pacheco, around the same size. No. No. Is Marshawn Lynch? Isaiah Pacheco's – he's – Way Lynch, like Lynch was skinnier. I, I think when I think of Lynch, Lynch was just an absolute truck up top. Five eleven, two fifteen. Five ten, two sixteen. Listen, I literally can look at a person's body and tell you how big they are, and I, yeah. they are the same size. Huh? No, I, I'm with <laughs> Wait, you. Pacheco. I, I, Pacheco is five ten, two sixteen. Uh, Marshawn Lynch was five eleven, two fifteen. What? Yeah. Man, no. I was thinking more like Kenneth the, Walker. The body. Kenneth Walker is he's smaller. Is six feet. He's he. I don't even think he's six foot. I but think I, Kenneth Walker is six. I feet. feel like he's stockier. It, it looks different because he's a little bit taller. I think Walker is is smaller in height. Let's see. This is blowing my mind right now. Yeah, where is he at? Oh, man, I can't find him. Who are you looking for? Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker is five nine two eleven. Is that it? Yeah. I thought he was bigger than that. I don't know. Maybe it's just the what uniform. About Tyler Algier. He has that he's same five, kind of he's short. Yeah, he's short 10. and stocky. He's, yeah. he's, he's what, 5'10", mm-hmm. 215? Five, he's 5'11", 220. Okay. Yeah. All right. About Marshawn's size? Yeah. That's, I just, I Kenneth Walker know. looks taller than 5'9". Kenneth Walker looks about six feet. I don't know why. Maybe yeah. it's the number. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, maybe Marshawn just had bigger pads or, or something because he yeah. looked like a. He reminded me of like the same build as like Ricky Williams, like just like yeah. bowling ball. Dude. Yeah, just Nick running Chubb through. A, dude. Nick Chubb, another, another Nick, guy. Nick Chubb's yeah. a big running back. Yeah. I don't know. All right, we only got through two questions yeah. and we horsed around too much <sighs> on that second one. So let's get uh, more more of your sports six pack questions next on one on one ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. I have a question. It's time for the Fast Lane to answer your sports questions. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. Asking me all these weird questions. Answer the question. Answer the question. Answer me! The Sports Six Pack is now... All right, time for the Sports Six back here in the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN with Kerry Davis and Anthony Stalter. Question three, please. Question number three. All right, from the 314, who would be your next dream manager? Adam Wainwright, Yachty, Big Mac, Albert? I'll say Albert. 
I'll say Ali Marmol. Mm. He's a next manager. Oh, he's gonna sign the next contract. Yeah, Why but are we after trying to fire. Him. When? It, well, okay. Five years down the road. Sure. All right. Yadier Molina. I'll say Albert. Isn't it weird though? So people want Ali fired. Yeah. That would mean that the Cardinals would have to suck like that bad for him to be fired. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you want? The Cardinals to be good, nope. which in return would make you happy, which would mean that Ali Marmel's doing a fine job. Well, here's the thing, <laughs> that's Marsh. Just, that's just that's just my opinion. Yeah, you make you make too much sense. I'm Marsh. not gonna. Uh, Sorry, don't like it. I'm not gonna say that everybody's like this, but I think there are there are a handful of people that would rather be right mm. than watch their team win. It does feel good though when you are right. right? Even I knew it. Lost. Yeah. Man. Let's be wrong. That, I knew it. They'll, they'll they'll twist it and say, no, I want to be right about my team picking the right manager. But they said, I want to be right. Sounds like a win-win situation for, for those type of people. Uh, certainly. And those type of people operate that way. In that just, no matter what, I'm going to win. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. You don't have to take accountability. Don't have to look yourself in the mirror. Blame everybody else. It's a perfect dream, Gary. Well, the text line saying the Cardinals don't have to suck to fire the manager. We've that's, seen it before, which is not. That's don't think not that false. worked out well. Well, well, you know, Ali did win ninety-one games. Uh, 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 who it, won ninety games? Ali ninety plus wrong. game? No, the Cardinals He's did. The manager, thanks to Albert. And thanks to Paul Goldschmidt. Yeah, we have. And you still can't understand it. I don't understand how you give him 91 losses, but not 93 wins. He wasn't. He was along for the ride two years ago. He was the main guy last year. Doesn't feel right. Doesn't doesn't feel. Again, I I mean, I can explain it to you (laughs) multiple times here, Kerry. Can't force me to understand it, though. The the bottom line is that Ali was just a backseat passenger when Albert and Paul Goldschmidt drove the bus two years ago. Wow. When they made him the driver last year, you saw what happened. I don't, I don't feel like Players that. got worse. Team got worse. What, are they drove off drove off a cliff? They certainly did. Oh, man. Or at least they went down the hill and just down the hill. All the way down. The wheels on the bus go round and No. Not even fun. Not even fun on that bus. Basically, they were hitting their heads on, on the top of the, the oh. bus ceiling the entire way down. Exactly. That's unfortunate. It's like riding a roller coaster. Right. Need some shocks. Man. I'm glad we cleared that, that up there uh, for you, Kerry. Yeah. I don't know that you did. But... Ali, not responsible two years ago. Absolutely responsible last year. Gotcha. Okay. Who who would they hire, though? Who would they hire? Who, who would they hire? Yadier who? Molina. <laughs> Daniel Descalso, probably. Oh, my God. You know, or, they're not going to go outside the org, will they? Will, no, will they? of course not. No. They'd probably hire uh, the, the pitching coach. Dusty Blake? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, for you, if you want Ollie gone, just understand, it could get much, much worse. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Oh, man. Any other questions there? Mm-hmm. Hot shot? <laughs> Question number four. From the 618, aside from the Bears, which team do you believe is most likely to trade out of the first 10 of the NFL draft? Ooh. Let's see here. 
to trade out of the top 10. Who so needs? this is a top 10? Mm. Yes, the top 10. Washington won't. Nope. Washington is going to take uh, Caleb Williams, number one overall. They're going to trade with them? Yep. Maybe the uh, – what about your Falcons? Trade out? Yeah. I could see them do that, sure. Or the Giants. I could also see them trade up. How about the Arizona Cardinals or the Chargers? I'll say the Chargers. You don't think the Chargers need – Oh, they need a lot, but they, got, they need a whole lot. So they need they need a cornerback. They'll need running back help. They'll need probably defensive tap. Well, they'll need defensive linemen, tight ends, and they could take Brock Bowers at number five, which is a lot of people mocking to them. But why not trade out? Mm. I'll say fifth, because somebody's going to go up and get one of these quarterbacks, whether that yeah. is Atlanta. Arizona's probably a good place to trade back, or Minnesota they got their quarterback. Yeah, and. Ish. Okay. Yeah. They won't be drafting a quarterback. No, no. But I all but Marvin Harrison Jr. is gonna fall to one of those teams. You might want to be there if you're Arizona. Unless somebody else snags them. Mm-hmm. I don't know why the Patriots would. They don't have a quarterback to throw them the ball. No, the Patriots <laughs> I th- I think it's gonna be no matter who picks, it's gonna be quarterbacks first three third first three really? picks. Because hmm. you're gonna get Caleb Williams, Jaden Daniels, and probably Drake May. J.J. McCarthy. Well, he'll be there for March at, uh, what do you got, 11th? Come on, man. <laughs> Don't do that to me. You got 11th. My team's going to trade up Denver and get Broncos. Drake May. I don't think so. When you, can, when you can sit there and take J.J. McCarthy. Yeah, I could see the Broncos taking McCarthy. They could, and then, unfortunately, I think I've seen rumors that Russell Wilson could... Could be what be on his Viking? way to Minnesota. He would take it. So apparently, Minnesota is re- or uh, Denver is receiving no calls about Russell. Yes, think thirty nine million dollars. I'm just saying. I'm Nobody, just saying that you think the Denver Broncos. Why isn't anyone calling about? No, him? they know why. Why? Why aren't they? They haven't even reached out. Yeah, you know There's what? Thirty nine million reasons why. Yeah, they know why. The way that they handled that Russell Wilson thing. I know we give Russell Wilson crap all the time mm-hmm. because he's you know goofball, <laughs> does high knees on a on a on an airplane, fall places. <laughs> they they screwed him over last year, and did, I, I hope did they, they get. Yes, they did. Yeah, I think so. I think they uh, did too. They like, did some illegal like how much guaranteed shady stuff. money? How much guaranteed money is Russell Wilson going to get? He's stealing money. Well, he he's got be, a ski mask on. Not his, guess what? He's not skiing in Colorado. He wouldn't be stealing. He's if got they the let ski him play. mask on, saying, "Put the money in the bag, Denver." <laughs> Put the money in the bag. That's what he's doing. I don't Anthony, feel bad his team for him. last year was terrible. He was kind of terrible too. Much. He was, two but years, two he years also ago, was that pretty defense, decent. That defense was really good, and he kept throwing games. His head coach was an idiot. Yeah, he was. And this one didn't fit. And now much. his new head coach has the biggest ego I've doesn't ever really seen in like my him. life. Hey, he's got a movie. He does have a movie. Yeah, I don't think that. With Paul Blart. They got a movie. They got a movie <laughs> about Russell. They got, a, they got a movie about Russell Wilson. No, huh? not yet. Is the King of Queens playing him? <laughs> I don't think so. Not yet. In due time. Who'd you rather pay, Sean Payton or Russell Wilson at this point? <laughs> I rest my case. Sean Payton is going to be cheaper and more effective. Here we go. We got another question. You're both, though. So we're clear. <laughs> what are we on? Five? Yeah. Stay hard. Yeah. Question five. Question number five. Uh, from the 636, can we get some baseball talk or hockey talk? Yes. 
first first three first hours three hours. The, first three hours of the show <laughs> first three hours of the show outside of one one segment uh maybe two segments were dedicated to hockey and baseball Podcast. so yes it's there yeah Yes, can you get hockey and baseball talk? Absolutely. At 2 o'clock, 2.15, 2.30, 2.45, 3 o'clock, 3.15. We did take a short reprieve at 3.30, 3.45. 4 o'clock was the gauntlet, uh, which was hockey. Uh, 4.15 <laughs> was Cardinals. Uh, Joe Vitale at 4.30. Six-pack has been, yes, mostly football. We apologize. Well, here's a baseball question. From the 314, Anthony, please name the last pitching coach that was hired as a manager. I'll wait because you can't. It's beyond rare. Okay, my point was just that they're going to they're hire somebody you don't want. Get it together, Anthony. Please. That was my point. Get it together. You want to fire Ollie, who they're going to hire? It ain't going to be somebody you want. It's going to be somebody like Dusty Blake. But be to your point, you. yes. No, you're right. They're... Their pitching coaches are no, typically no. not hired. <laughs> what no. do you got? Nothing. <laughs> Can't do it. Can't read no. it. No. Oh, thank you. that was funny. Oh man. Uh, all right, we have one more question. Question Better number be about six. Hockey or baseball, you son of a. Uh, no, it's not. It's actually about food. Oh no. The snake pit is talking about what food they are eating tonight for for dinner. Uh, so, I wanted to ask you guys, what is on the menu tonight at the Stalter household, at the Davis mm. household? And let's open that up to St. Louis. What are you guys eating tonight on I this Tuesday night? Is I it Taco Tuesday? I don't typically know until I walk in the door at 6.30 what I'm going to be making. Oh. So, I don't know. I don't plan it. I, uh, I've been on a diet, so my meals are essentially the same every day. Ground turkey, green beans, and either a sweet potato or some rice. Quinoa. Something like that. Do you? Now I know you're sick, it's but you sound real excited about that. Just, I mean, you do know, you have that for every meal? every day? Every meal much. you have that. Been, you don't switch it up with like chicken. Well, on the weekends I actually I'm tired of chicken. Like I got tired of chicken. I'll eat some mm-hmm. fish every now and then. Mm-hmm. But on the weekends I, I may go to Five Guys and <laughs> indulge. Nice. Okay. Burgers and fries. It, there you it, go. It just you, you you make it to Saturday. Yeah. You okay. Depressed. All right. Feel better. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. You don't know yet. It's nice enough to grill, but you I haven't checked. Know. I haven't checked the tank. So. Yeah. And well, I don't think honestly, I don't have anything. I don't think I have anything to grill. Because it's gonna be like thirty degrees tomorrow. Yeah, I don't like this that. Weather is. This is why I'm sick. I think. Because you know, of the weather. Yeah. You know, it's allergies, weather. I think a virus day, infected you. It's possible. Mm. I think a virus. Yeah. Went in your face. It probably didn't. Got into your system. Yeah. Little Osmosis Jones. <laughs> yeah. Little Osmosis <laughs> Jones to, for you. Trying work to his way. work his way and help Carrie fight off all the all yeah. Certainly. Yeah. It's a great film. It is. All right. So, uh, is that the one with. Um, it's Chris Rock, isn't it? Is that Chris I Rock? think so. It's yeah. either. Isn't it? Uh, yeah, it is Chris Rock. Chris Rock. Is it Bill Murray in there, too? Yeah, Bill Might Murray. Be, yeah. Bill Murray is the. He's the guy He's that gets sick. There you go. Just like Carrie. Yeah, yeah. Except for I don't think Carrie was as gross as no. Bill Murray. No, I don't he think so either. Sickly. Yeah. yeah was, sickly. All right, he so. ate an egg that a monkey like put in his mouth at the zoo. It's not good. And then he blew on it hmm. and then ate it. And then was wondering why he was so sick. And that's when Osmosis Jones had to come in and up. save the day. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. All right. It's Fastlane on 101 ESPN. Uh, we're supposed to be joined by Jamie Rivers live from Winnipeg, but uh, he'll probably avoid us. So let's 
Dealer's choice, guys. Uh, hockey or baseball? Hey, hey we, we, gotta do, we, need, we gotta do one. We should other. come up with our own keys to victory. <laughs> Blues keys to victory tonight. Yeah, oh, all man. of us. We'll each come up with one. Okay, that's next. I want to win this fan. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Jamie Rivers uh, avoiding us like the plague as he uh, works yeah, out in Winnipeg. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he joined us for the first two segments, or well, the sorry, the 2.15 and 2.30 segments today, so if you missed that, you can always download the podcast, available at 101ESPN.com, your 101 ESPN mobile app, brought to you by Dobbs Tower and Auto Centers. So he, we talked a little hockey with him, but he said, yeah, I'll come back on when I get down to the rink, and that was the last time we heard from Jamie. So screw him, let's, let's do some uh, keys to victory tonight. Yes for the Blues and the Winnipeg Jets. Kerry, what's your key to victory, or do you want Marsh well, to no, start off? First. I mean, it's simple for me. You know, they, they this game is not a tough game, fellas. It's really simple. Score more than the opponent. Mm. My key for the night. Carry. That's it. You, there's that a crazy any thing. key for well, any no. game. Which makes it all the more more important, right? It's the simplest thing you do. You score more than them. And what do you get at the end of that? Anthony. A win? Two points. So, it's the goal. You do it in regulation. You should. Preferably. Don't get down four in the first period. Try that. Well, I get you get two points anyways. But. Yeah, well, don't, don't, don't do that. Score don't do what you there. did in Detroit. Yeah, don't do that. Okay. Can I give another one? I would like you to give another front one. Front presence is another option that I need to see. I need to see these guys in front of the net, not being bullied, moved out of the way. A lot more time in the O zone, I prefer, not in the D zone. You give up too much time in the D zone, you have more shots on goal, and then you end up giving up that goal. We've seen Jordan Bennington play his butt off, but it's hard to play your butt off when you're facing so many shots. Mm. So O zone, net front presence, and score more goals than the opponent. Let's try that out for once. Okay. I have a question, and I was having this conversation with one of my buddies either yesterday or the day before. I don't know. I have that that sick brain. I can't Mm. think of anything right now. Except for this one thought. Maybe it's an ignorant thought. Is it that hard to go to the front of the net? Because I see a lot of other teams do it against the Blues. They They make it seem easy. Well, Marsh, I think it's a want-to thing. Uh, you want to go to the front of the net. And I don't think the Blues always want to go to the front so of the net. So another key, yeah. want it more. There you want go. Want it more. That's want another it more, key. Yeah. Want it more. You have to want it more mm. than the opposing team. Kerry, you are a, a constant I'm, overachiever. I'm, we asked for one key. You gave us three. I'm giving you as many as I can. The yeah. want-to. The want The want factor. Mm. The want-to has to exceed uh-huh. the do factor. There Is that the same thing as the have-to? Because I've heard of the have-to. Mm. Yeah, it's much different. It's okay. a different category. Yeah, that's from Rookie of the Year. Mm. Yeah. Which one is more important? Uh, Rookie of the Year is yeah. a pretty good, uh, pretty good movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anthony, I have a key to the game. All right. Uh, let's limit the neutral zone turnovers. Hmm. I feel like that's important. Okay. Uh, establish a four check. Mm. Mm. 
But what about a back check? You gotta have that too. Let's uh, try and cut that down, though. That means the other team's going the other way. Mm, that's true. Um, and then my final but most important one is move the puck quickly on the power play. It seems like every time I watch the team on the power play, they like to hold on to the puck mm. and not move it quickly. We watched Detroit. It looked like they were a pinball machine <laughs> going boing, 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 boing even in the, the back of your even net. Even the Islanders looked pretty fast That's on how the power every play. team, for the most part, moves <laughs> the puck on the power play. It's quick one-touch passes. Yeah. Everyone touches the puck. Yep. They don't just sit around, hey, I think I'm like, I'm gonna, there's nothing here. I'm going to throw it around the boards to the other side. Oh, no, it jumped over the stick of the defenseman. <laughs> Puck's out of the zone. <laughs> other teams look like the Spurs back in the day with Duncan. Remember, it was spurt like Parker to Duncan, Duncan to Ginobili, Ginobili to Parker, Parker down to Duncan, two points. Like, just move move the ball until you get a, an opportunity shot. to shoot. Yep. The Blues don't Not the Blues. That. No, let's rim this one around here. See what, see what we got on the other side. You know you got more guys than them at that time. On the ice. Ah, somebody should tell them that. I don't know if they know that. All well, right, guys, let's, here's... let's try and feed this pass across with three sticks in the lane. Yeah. If it works, then we might score. <laughs> Typically, it won't. Or we'll hit the post. Okay, here we go. Here's my keys to victory let's tonight. Go. Now, you guys talked uh, a lot about, Kerry, uh, get in front of the net. I yeah. agree with you. Yeah. Uh, neutral zone play. Marsh, you kind of touched upon that. But, guys, if you don't clear that damn puck out oh. of the defensive zone, you're going to have all kinds of issues tonight, okay? <laughs> the other thing is, Joel Hofer has to set the tone. Why? Because you're overly reliant on your goaltender right now. I've been making this point for two straight days, okay? If your goaltender isn't disgusting in the first period, you're going to lose. So Joel Hofer's got to play out of his mind tonight. He's got to be the second coming of Thor and Iron Man and Captain Marvel. All in one. You've been watching the movies. I've been watching the movies. Which one are you on right now? Uh, Iron Man 3. Oh, wow. Okay, so you made it past the first Avengers then. I did. What what did you think? I liked it a lot. Did you? Yeah. Are you watching this by yourself or are you in... in, Uh, My wife is not watching these movies. (laughs) No. No, she's dead. She's not watching these movies. I asked her, I said, hey, why don't you... I've never seen seen these Marvel movies. I've seen some of them. I saw the first first two Iron Mans. I don't want to watch them in order like that. I'm watching them literally in order the way they're supposed to. Like, they make sense. Not the release date. No, they like the, make the sense in terms order. of the story. Yeah. Like they're almost picking up from the last mm-hmm. movie. I didn't yeah. see that. It was a brilliant idea I had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, so you got to clear that damn puck tonight consistently. And if Joel Holfer steals you the game, you win. If he doesn't, you're going to lose 6 to 2. I don't know. Anything those else? Are some, those are some. Uh, one thing points. before we get to our first goal of the game. Mm. Um,. The Blues, when they score first, man, I mean, they are literally, I think, the best team in the NHL. Yeah. yeah. And when they score last, literally the man, worst, they're team. worst team in the yeah. NHL. So I yeah. think it really comes down to if they can score first, I think they might win. Okay. I'm with you on that. I'm just going to take a wild, crazy guess. Yeah. That they'll score, they'll score first tonight. Okay. And then they'll win. And then they'll win. Well, who's going to score that first Great goal? Great question. <laughs> Let's go, boys. We need you to score more goals. Get those loose pucks. Thomas to Cairo. Score! Goal! No big deal. Game winner. All right, Kerry, go ahead. You know, we've been talking about this young man pretty much all day. People want him traded. People want him out of here. They don't like his effort, and you know what he's going to do? 
He's going to score the first goal tonight. It's Jordan Cairo. Tell you. Something about him, when people pick on him and talk about him, Mm -hmm. it's almost like, I can do this when I want to. Let me show you. Mm -hmm. Let me remind you who I am and why I'm getting paid the money I'm getting paid. All right, fair enough. Mm. Marsh? I'm going to go off the wall again. Yeah, you are. Well, that's what the Blues do. Yeah, they do. When it comes to uh, somebody like the power play. Like Alexei Torpchenko or something like that. I went that, with him you know? not too long ago. He's he's you know it's gonna be scored some first goals. Well, maybe maybe uh maybe he'll be a defenseman. Hmm. What, it, what about Justin Falk? Ooh. Ooh. Oh, what about him, hmm? Uh no, I'm gonna go with uh Jake Neighbors. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna go net Jake Neighbors. <laughs> net front presence, baby. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm gonna go with somebody off the wall. I'm gonna go with somebody that I don't expect to score the first goal of the game. I'm gonna reverse psychology this thing. I'm going to go with Kevin Hayes. Whoa! I don't think Kevin Hayes is going to score the first goal tonight. I don't think he's going to come anywhere close. Yeah, you might be right. So give me Kevin Hayes. You got to think outside the box. I learned something yesterday in Bet the Board that I'm going to start applying. You should, you should, okay. Ah! Alright. I'm picking up what you're throwing down here. You got an issue? Not at all. You know what I'm saying here? I wish you There's no way in hell Kevin Hayes is going to score the first goal tonight. You are probably right. So I'm going to go with Kevin Hayes. And he's definitely not going to score against his former team in the Winnipeg Jets. Exactly. There's no Marsh. chance. No. No. Good luck with that, sir. I actually didn't know he played for the Jets. I only thought he played for the Flyers. So, I mean, he's played for multiple teams. He's a real sunny gray. He, he really is. Yeah. So he's our ace tonight. <laughs> he's yours, at least. Yeah, darn right he is. All right, we got the biggest question of the day coming up next on 101 ESPN. Back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. It's time for the Fast Lane's biggest question of the day. All right, you're the uh, big voice there. Biggest question of the day. Kerry Davis, Anthony Stalter, where you got, Marsh? All right, before we get to our biggest question of the day, we had a mic drop come in from John Fozalock. We haven't heard from Foe in quite some time, obviously making moves left and right here in the offseason. Let's see what Foe had to say before we get into our biggest question of the day. So, you know, as I stated earlier about the signing with, with Brandon Crawford, you know, I would like to to expound on a few more details that, you know, I left out to the media. And, you know, I think we had some some trepidation of, you know, if, if, if Mason Wynn were to get hurt. But, you know, I think furthermore, you know, what we like to do is, is give Gershi one signing per off season and you know he hasn't done that yet i know some of you may look at some of the signings we've done and would be surprised to hear that but that's just my brilliance so far and so you know gersh right now uh we had to take away you know the playstation 5 and and actually 4 because he was playing too much of it and, you know, we did find out that, that Gersh has a PS3 back at his house and has been playing a lot of MLB The Show 2016. And, you know, Brandon Crawford is just a, a dog on that game. And, you know, I think, you know, why Gersh pushed so hard for that is because he's, he's seeing Brandon Crawford 
wreck his, his current franchise and season in that game. So, you know, it is what it is. He hit 194 last year, but, you know, Gersh thinks that, um, you know, he can turn around. Makes perfect sense. Yeah, it does, especially if, yeah, that was Gersh's one signing and Gersh yeah. had been playing the 2016 version of MLB The Show. Yeah, that would be confusing. You shouldn't be playing that and thinking that you said uh, Gersh, does his thing, okay. though. Yeah. Right. Right. Oh, this has been established yeah. in, the, in this, um, this universe. We'll call it that. This faux-Zaloc universe. Sure. Gersh yeah. is an MLB The Show player. He is. Uh, question, though. <laughs> Obviously, the Cardinals have been bringing in a lot of older veterans and whatnot, but is it not as crazy as we think to bring these guys in? Like, the younger players, it's not like they're like three, four, five years into the league. They're like one, two, maybe three years, like the big-time guys. Like, these veterans are important. Mm -hmm. And if they're not going to be starters, what does it really matter? Like Matt Carpenter, Brandon Crawford. Now, of course— this is where you are, the, you're missing the point because they will be starters. No, 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 no. No, they will be. No, 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 no. Yeah. Don't, don't, Brandon Crawford will don't start. Don't say that. Matt Carpenter will start. <laughs> Do not say that. They will have opportunities. Lance Lynn going to play the whole season. Well, I, I didn't bring up the rotation yeah. for a reason. We got guys. There guys. is something that, like, Harry, you're doing right now because you're, you're sick and know. you're, and you're trying know. to. You listen. You're, like, I don't know what why you're you saying, all, it's actually hit me They're going to differently. play. They're going to play. Okay. Yeah, but they're not going to. No, no, no. They are significant games. No, no, no. That's why they're here. No. You think they're here? Carrie, people don't don't realize you're being sarcastic right now. Please (laughs) mix in a laugh or something. I'm serious. (laughs) You're not serious. They're going to play. All right, I'm going to do. You think they brought Matt Carpenter just to sit on the bench and cheer people on? Yeah. And bring salsa into the dugout? Do you think that that's. I thought that was the only reason. No, it's not. Shame on you for thinking that. Okay. It's a second shame on me well, that you it is, threw out there. Because I don't understand why you don't understand. Okay. <laughs> they signed these players to have a significant role on this team. You want to win 90 games? You said they had veteran leadership. It wasn't Ollie two years ago. It's not going to be him this year. It's going to be Brandon Crawford Carrie, <laughs> Matt Carpenter. We've established that that was well, the Ollie hate machine that I fired you, up. Yeah, well, fired back up. Because Brandon Crawford and, and, and Matt Carpenter will lead this team. Okay. Kerry's been sick. He's been under the weather. He's not feeling great. I don't want people to take take him seriously. I, I don't know why. Can I say something real quick? And I hope course, this Marsh. does not happen because that would mean Mason Wynn either got injured or is oh. playing bad. But if Brendan Donovan and Brandon Crawford were your uh, your uh, up middle the, infield? your middle infield, I mean that's a that's a duo there. championship. I mean they. They look exactly the same. They got the hair, the you bandana. Can't tell them apart. That's like the Bash Brothers. Yeah. They are the Bash Brothers. And now you see where I'm going. You basically Matt will... Carpenter at third base. Oh boy. No, no, no. Did you no, trade no, no, half? No, no, no. Did you trade half the team? No. They got hurt. No. These guys uh, are gonna play. Okay. They're here. How do we go from like Victor Scott in center, Mason went at short, Tommy Edmond went healthy, Gold Glover second baseman? I don't make to the, the rules. crap you're throwing out right now. I don't now. make the rules, right? If, you, if you're asking me, Kerry Davis, Victor Scott, Tommy Edmond, second base, Mason Wynn, third base, Goldie Arnado. Simple. Bing, bang. We're done. Yeah. But I, I, I didn't – these guys were signed, Anthony. They were signed for depth. Yeah. Veteran leadership. You say depth? Salsa. I Flow. say to start. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> Brandon Crawford has some great 
Major League Baseball swag. He does. I love that. He's got the long pants. You don't want to see that guy out there on the field every day. You're every day taking me? ground balls before the game? No. Absolutely. You got to stay game. fresh. And they do their uh, defensive switch. I kind of want right to see him game. play at least a few times. <laughs> like, go. He's going to look good in a Cardinal hat. He's they're a gonna, solid They're going to do some defensive switching late in the game. Bing, bang, boom. For who? Right there. Mason Wynn? Just telling you. They're here for no, a reason. No, you're not. Yeah. Well, maybe they'll start the game and Mason Wynn will come in. What the hell? We got to play the matchups, You got to play the matchups. Got to play the matchups. No, you don't. Yeah. Yes, you, just, you do. You just go with your best players. Anthony, they brought That's the San Francisco Giant over because they're bringing in the San Francisco Giant philosophy. There you go. Where they need. The Giants didn't want them. Well, and you've been there the entire time. That was a mistake on their end. And look at them. They're going to be bad this year. There you go. They're going to win their division. They're going to be bad. They were going to be bad regardless. They're going to win their division? No. No. The Not, Dodgers are in that division. You know who is going to? It's a legit division. Cardinals. This team's going to win. Okay. Enough of this. Sh- enough of this <laughs> shenanigans. All right. Well, Carrie and I will shenanigan. I promise you that. Okay. Like it. All right. We got to get to bet the board. Anybody win last night? Marsh did. Marsh and Jamie did. Two guys that weren't here that we picked for them. Oh they won. God. We got to do better mm. at picking. Well, I don't know. You have to do better at picking for Jamie. Oh, I see. It's my fault. Well, you I mean, Bradford actually Well, you've been around Marsh. Jamie just a little bit and you figured it out, huh? It's Anthony's fault. Did he did he send in his pick today? Yes, he did. Did he? I got it. Yes, he didn't. Yeah, he, no. Oh. Oh, he must he maybe he sent it to you. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I think he did. All right. All right. It's next on 101 ESPN. <laughs> Back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. If you missed anything from today's show, you can always download the podcast available at 101ESPN.com, your 101 ESPN mobile app, all brought to you by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Talked a lot of Blues and Cardinals throughout the course of the day. Uh, throughout the day, we talked a little football as well. Kerry, you, you made it, man. Ah, oh, man. Kerry was. Standing. He played. He played hurt today. Yeah. He grinded out. Marsh, I know you were. You weren't feeling great either. So nice job, guys. Yeah, it's been a tough day. Uh, I feel like someone punched me in the face. Mm. I feel a lot better now. Kerry I still act- feel like someone punched me in the face, but I feel yeah. emotionally better. Kerry actually did punch you in the face. You no. just forgot. Oh no. I wouldn't do that. You remember you told me? You're uh, like, yeah, Marsh, he didn't remember this, I but I punched him right in the mouth. I yep. did. You weren't supposed to say it. Oh, my bad. All right, time for uh, Bet the Board here in the fast lane. Kerry, what is your Bet the Board play? Well, I've been going pretty strong with the Golden State Warriors. They are minus 10.5 against the Woolly Washington, woeful Washington Wizards. I'm going to take them. I'm going to go Golden State. They win by 11, hopefully. Perfectly. All right. And uh, Jamie sent in you, his pick to you, correct? Yeah, he. Uh, it was a shocker. We were, you know, thrown thrown by it because Nashville was playing so well. But he wanted to go to the Ottawa Senators money line. Hmm. All right. Yeah. Well, he, he, nailed, he nailed the Islanders last night. They were they were an underdog He's last amazing. night. He knows his stuff, man. Yes. All right. When I look at these games, I uh, I don't understand why the Dallas Stars <laughs> don't do it then. Are, stay away. Uh, anytime are only you plus start, 116. Can I, can I, anytime you start with that, it doesn't, like, that's the third time. I should be one and one. 
in this scenario. No, I'm going to do it. Okay. I'm going to do it. I don't think there's any way the Dallas Stars going to Colorado after losing last night to, to uh, the Islanders in Dallas. I don't think there's any way they go into Colorado and beat them. So give me the Dallas Stars. You're taking the Dallas Stars yeah. on the money line? Okay. On the money line. Once plus 116. All right. I gave them the Islanders last night. They won. <laughs> so I'm putting this into practice, Kerry. Right. Go ahead, Marsh. I'm going to go. Why can't you support me? I huh? do support you. I, that's me supporting you because every time you say, I don't understand why, then you realize why. <laughs> I just. Well, I went against that you. theory and wake, wake one. And storm the court. But you said, I don't understand why this, yeah. this so toy I went, spread is I here. I went to Duke. I'm like, oh, this doesn't make sense. Give me Duke. Uh, okay. I should be 1-1 one one under this theory. You should be, but you are 0-2. So. Whatever, man. It goes. Go Dallas. <laughs> I'm going to go with Joel Hofer over 29 and a half saves. Mm. Okay. In a blues win. Uh, hmm. Joel Hofer over <laughs> Did you hear Kerry? Nobody responded to that. This yeah, is did. not a parlay, gentlemen. This yeah, is but did you hear Kerry and what he said? Didn't hear what he said. Okay. My, so yeah, oh, hey, look, my left my left ear fell off. No, no. <laughs> I said in a blues win. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Is that your pick? Blues win. Is that your pick? No, no, no. I already established this pick. My, just my adding pick is yours. Joel Hofer over 29 and a half saves. All right, Marsh, what do we got for criticisms and compliments? All right, from the 636, another great show. Cannot wait until tomorrow. You keep me laughing out loud for real. Love you guys. That's from Rick K. Thanks, Rick. Skull Marsh. Oh, a little right. skull little action skull. for Marsh. Yeah, thank you for the compliment. That was very nice of you. Uh, from the 217, Anthony said, Jamie was avoiding you guys like the plague. Carrie is sick. With Jamie being in Winnipeg, makes me wonder if he knows how viruses work. Maybe. I mean, you can get it through the airwaves, right? Nope. Oh, shoot. Okay. Nope, 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 nope. Yeah, you cannot. He's probably got a better chance of getting sick there because of the temperature. It's hard to I don't know. stay healthy. We're supposed to get Winnipeg uh, weather tonight, right? I'm so sick of it. Man. I had my heat off Wait, for the last two days. It's supposed to be cold today. Uh, yeah. Did you hear Brad degrees. earlier? No. said, oh, I hope you guys enjoy it. It's going to be 30 tomorrow. I thought he was kidding. No, he was no, serious. He's serious. It's been 80 degrees, and tomorrow it'll be 30. I don't like but, it. Are we gonna, are we I don't like it one bit. Huh. Uh, from the 417, I don't know what happened today, but Stalter is a hot little potato right now. Oh, right. I don't know what that means. <laughs> what does that mean? I got fired up. A hot little potato? Uh, here's the thing, though. Here's the question. Was it me or Anthony? Because I don't think I had a Ranthony moment today. Oh. I think but it was I, just me. I don't know what a hot little potato means. Well. I'm not sure hmm. I want to know. Who doesn't like potatoes? Mm. You, but the you hot sweet potato, potatoes. Pass the hot potato. You well, know? yeah, because it's hot. Okay. Hmm. I'll take it. I'll take uh, that as a compliment. Thank you. Um, this one is uh, this 636. One of them. One of them. Um, this one's from Gator. In the snake pit, not a criticism of any of us, a criticism of a, a certain player uh, that a lot of people don't like. Uh, so when Jordan Kyrou scores tonight first for Carey, he said, yep, Kyrou, instead of saying, hold my beer, he'll say, hold my baby bottle. Oh, wow. That's tough. That is the ultimate 
ultimate mm. open face crap sandwich that he just fed to Jordan Cairo. But he did score. That's what I'm saying. But then he <laughs> talked about the baby ball. It's an open face crap sandwich. It's mm. a sandwich. It's on bread, but it's crap. Mm. It's a crap sandwich. You still eat it? No, you, okay. of course you don't eat it. You're like, oh, this is, I, I like this initially, and now I don't, because now I see there's crap oh, no. that's involved in it. So, no. You, you guys ever have it. a baby bottle pop, that candy? No. <laughs> no. I don't know what that is. What? I don't Baby bottle pop? Never heard of a baby bottle pop? No. No. Look it up. It's candy. Still. Unbelievable. <laughs> you guys you are too old know for me. the video games, Marsh. You think... He, he had no clue. <laughs> All right, let's get to our three stars no, of the day. I didn't have any clue. Are you buying stuff on a video game? Let's they just play buy, the game. No, I've never had. No. I've never our had. third star of the day goes to microtransactions. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which. Well done. We got a text today uh, from the 636. Did we just hear Anthony learn that microtransactions exist? Yes. I didn't know that. I thought you just played the video game. I didn't realize you had to, you, you could buy yeah, you can just levels skip or whatever. All of it. That's stupid. Why even buy the game? Because mm. it's easier. Oh, it, ask the Dodgers. Don't you want to be challenged? Well, some Do people the, don't want to. Ask the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. They just want to buy it all and win it mm-hmm. easily. <laughs> Our second star of the day goes to Gershi, uh, MLB 16 player. Oh, mm-hmm. the show. Yep. Wow. Making moves. That's how you got Brandon Crawford, Absolutely. according to our guy, John Fosela. Mm-hmm. And our first star of the day goes to Puff Daddy, Come With Me, <laughs> yes. the Godzilla soundtrack. There it is. I've never heard it. I did listen you, to it. You did hear I've it. Heard, I've heard the song. Of course oh, yeah, you've heard it. It's a good song. All right, I have to listen to it. It's the Led Zeppelin song, and then it's Puff Puff Diddy there. <sighs> Puff Daddy, Puff Diddy, P-Puffy. P-Puffy. P-Puffy Diddy. With that guy. Yeah. All right, we got Blues Hockey coming up. Blues, Jets, pregame right now. For Andrew Marsh, Kerry Davis, I'm Anthony Stalter. See ya. You've been listening to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.